rolling. All right, Cleveland Moto Podcast. We got all kinds of cool shit happening tonight. Uh, it's it is like you're still take you're still disrobing. So uh, smile when you say that. That's right. To my left, very special guest. Say your name. Adam. My, special Adam. Special Adam. <laughs> totally special Adam. Uh, and he's one of our local mini enthusiasts, as well as every other kind of fucking piston powered yeah. shenanigans. Um, that his fucking litany of bad cards so his decisions goes back a real long time. And it continues. So. I'm not over it. <laughs> no, there's still some really awful shit you can't own yet. And then to his left, Spe- special Johnny. <laughs> Remember his left? Oh, I'm crunching, crunching Dustin. Special D. <laughs> special D. And to his left, the girls love the special D. Special sauce, Johnny Mac. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac. And to his sauce. left. Not so special, Pete. <laughs> and in glorious R- routine, Chris Smith. Hurricane, just, Hurricane Smith. Hurricane Smith. <laughs> so speaking of Hurricane Smith, and speaking of Irma, um, which let's see, we'll, did you drop one today? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll drop this one fast because we got a guest, a guest in town, who's here because of a hurricane. Um, you don't have to live like a refugee. You I gotta just, dress like one. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, so tell tell people about you know uh, first describe your boat because that's what the, the listeners are going to be first about the vehicle and then about the life. yeah and about I, where you live yeah well I, I lived here for thirty seven years for the better part uh, of his life yeah and then I recently went down to Key West I thought it would be great you know go live in paradise and it was um, and it, yeah been seven months of awesomeness in those seven months I've uh, bought a 45 foot Morgan sailboat that I live and sail on and uh, taught my kids how to sail and tie all the fancy knots and use all the fancy slogans and terms and yeah. everybody's Slip getting the along gym. yeah everybody's getting along really well uh, back in April I had an opportunity to purchase a 38 foot sea ray um and I purchased it. I actually spent the rest of our life savings on it, uh, which was really a smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out to be a great thing because I, I didn't know what I was going to do with a second boat. Is it second slip fee? It's an unbelievable amount of expense. And so it's the same it. expense of being wealthy twice. Yeah. And, uh, and then all the bull crap that comes along with repairing it and maintaining oh. it. Well, I turned it into a luxury high-end uh, B&B through Airbnb. And a 38-foot boat is a pretty nice size it's boat. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. This marble countertop. This thing is beautiful. Okay? But Airbnb, it doesn't need to go anywhere. It doesn't. Well, what I did uh, during this is, you know, we started the Airbnb business not knowing what we were going to do. Um, in the first month, you know, we, we slammed it. We, we listed the thing. We realized right away that we had it way underpriced two weeks into the listing when it was just like book, 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 book. So we doubled the price and it just kept booking and kept booking. So we tripled the price and it kept booking and kept booking. <laughs> Sweet. And we're like, holy crap. And, you know, the first month we were quote unquote in business, uh, we, we cut a check for the slip fee for that boat, which was the goal to pay for that boat to be in a slip. And then we said, wow, we have enough left to pay for our slip fee where our boat is. And then we wrote ourselves a $210 check for the month at the end of everything <laughs> after right. our expenses. We were in the black. You know, we were like, Hell. weren't you Airbnb out your Volkswagen van? Yeah, yeah. I had, I, I put a thing out. It was a drunk bet with a friend. We were talking about how there's no space left in Key West to occupy. So, uh, I have my, my, I have an 86 West Folia down there. And, uh, <laughs> We were having some cocktails at Sloppy Joe's Bar one night, and uh, he says, oh, man, I bet if you put, you know, they have this couch surfing website. I bet if you listed your bus on Airbnb, people would book it. And I'm like, no way. He's like, dude, there's only so much space down here. Everything about Sloppy Joe's sounds good to me. <laughs> 
So e- even ideas. <laughs> so, yeah. So so that night, you know, I had a pretty good beer buzz on. I sneak back onto the boat. The wife, you know, turns away in disapproval. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I go on Airbnb. I'm like, create another listing. Yada yada. I take about literally five minutes to like throw a listing. I had a couple bu- pictures of the bus, and I put like, you know, hippie rustic adventure. Come live <laughs> live down by the river in a van. See what it's like. But have no money. Fifty dollars a night. Sleep in my van. And, like, I thought it was funny. I go to bed, and at 6.30 a.m., the damn chime's going off for the Airbnb message. And I look, and I have, like, four instant books. The next day, booked. somebody booked two nights. The following weekend, I'm like, holy shit. So you double the price. So now i got to, like, well, no, I mean, this is, like, the van we drive our nights. Now I'm like, i got to Why should we drive our van to Florida? Oh, we, we just fly it out there. Groceries and, like, take the kids to school. Like, what are you doing? You know? I, like, set the thing up and make the bed and pop the top and clean it all out. It's all like put candles and you know, <laughs> bug spray and like fans and like it's all set up, you know. Now, do you let them drive it or do you park no. it to a location? It's parked right at my dock, right on the water's edge. Literally a van down by the water. That's yeah. 50 bucks. 50 bucks a night. Wow, <laughs> so rich people pay to sleep in other people's cars. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's right. totally. Well, it, it turned out to be such a pain in the ass. It, I mean, the novelty of it quickly wore off. Right. I mean, yeah. it was just like, you know, I'm like doing laundry now. It's now your housekeeping. No. Yeah. For a van, and I'm doing it on a boat, and it's like, right. oh god, you know, this I'm making three hundred dollars a night. The van, it's like forty nine bucks. Right. This sucks, you know, like it's not worth it. This is terrible. So I quickly yeah. took it off, and but uh, nonetheless, so we, you're sitting there going forty bucks. This ain't worth scraping. It comes stays out of my van. Uh, yeah. Thinking about the unholy things that were going on in there. You know, the, the, the vans Airbnb, are rocking. The Airbnb we're running on the boat. My target audience is, is like. Newlyweds, honeymoon couples, it, it caters to two people. Yeah. And it's actually a really nice experience because it gives them the ability to not stay in a, a conventional hotel. They're actually on the water. Yeah. And I then went and got my 100 ton captain's license so I can run charters legally off yeah. that boat. I was so, going to ask you about that because before the podcast, you were saying you took a honeymoon couple down to Cuba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's now, a, do you charge extra for that? I do. Yeah. Okay. So this thing, like, just spot, it just the blew Cuba up. Part especially. It just yeah. blew up completely, like, overnight. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like I got people writing reviews. I'm five super hosts. I'm this and that. Right. And it's like, <laughs> and, and people are going, like, yeah, we stayed on Adam's boat, you know. And uh, we went out and we snorkeled at this reef where there was nobody around. We went underwater in this cave. And You're there at Travelocity were, now. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I had these like two Asian ladies that stayed on the boat, and they were like, the first minute they were on the boat, they're like, um, why is the door so hard to open? I'm like, because it's an ocean-going vessel, and you don't want things, you know, you gotta like. <laughs> give it a tug to get in the head, you know, use the restroom. Okay, well, it kind of smells in here. Well, yes, you know, you're sitting on 60 gallons of shit, you know. Um, <laughs> but it, it gets pumped out every Tuesday, so there's probably only four gallons in there because it's Sunday. They're going to be by Tuesday and pump it out. You know, it's, it's just kind of like boat life, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. stink, but it has an odor, you know. Tangy. It's, yeah, it's well, it's spicy. like being, it's, it's like, like RV, RV life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tang. Yeah. It's, a, it's a water it's RV. It's a little tangy. So, you know, I, 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 I pitched them the idea of going out for a little sightseeing tour, sunset. I do wine and cheese pairings at sunset. I take people out. Yeah, we do this. this. We do this whole thing. I mean, it's like a setup deal, right? Girls. Runs over to Publix yeah. real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get, like, you know, a box of... Gets the box of the finest wine the they have. The box of the finest wine. $110. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, I take these ladies out and... and well, first of all, they didn't even want to schedule with me because I told them the rate. And, and my rate is $125, dock to dock. Sure. So... 
I get there, do all the prep work. $125 per hour. Per hour. When it leaves the dock till the time gets back. That's very cheap. Super cheap That's for a private That's super yacht. duper cheap. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's super duper cheap. And I yeah. offer that only to Airbnb guests. It's okay. not like I advertise right. and want, you know, hey, guy on the street, I got this boat, let's go out on a ride. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. for the guests of Airbnb. Because it's like they do the marketing for me. Yeah, it's like do. free. Yeah. They're bringing customers to me nonstop. Yeah. So... You know, they call about 9 o'clock at night. They're like, we decided we don't want to go on the trip tomorrow. Okay, fine. You know, that means I didn't have to do, like, less prep work. Great. Going to bed. 8 a.m. they call me. Okay, we go on trip now. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here's your Triscuits. What happened last night that changed your mind? I, yeah. I said, okay, okay. You know, they were they wanted to, like, get a deal. They didn't think they were getting a deal. Whatever they, oh, you know, yeah. the thing is. So I'm like, all right, we're going to leave the dock. Between 12 and 1 o'clock, I have some prep time. They're like, no, no, we leave 9 a.m., 9.30. We got things to do. 9.30? 9.30 good? I'm like, no, about noon. They're like, okay, see you at 9.30. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going for ratings. I'm like, oh, man. Well, I'll do anything to, like, get a good rating. Yeah. You know? Well, it was 9.30 and wherever they're from. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I took them out. And that was, like, my first real, like, charter, quote-unquote charter trip. And they were, like, hard. They, I get on the boat. Hey, how you doing? Good. How'd you guys sleep? I'm happy. And they're, like, stone faced. So like, yeah, yeah, you, we go on boat. And I'm like, yeah, like, like, I gotta get yeah, the dock Come lines. on, Captain Ron, get it like that. I, I, I check the oil level. Like, I go through a whole checklist of things. Safety gear, you have to know where the life vests are. You have to know where the flares are. I, You're I go, doing this for their benefit, mostly. I'm sure you know where the uh, shit is but, on your boat. But, you know, I, you, you take a certain amount of responsibility with people, and you have to show right. them because oh, yeah. people don't know. Just like yeah, they don't know. you get on an airplane, you have to point to the exit. Yeah, they don't know where the exit is, but they yeah. do it every single time yeah. you get on an airplane. And even though they know everybody and their grandmother knows how to fasten an airplane seatbelt, they still show you. And, you know, the, and the safety end of it. So you have to show them how to use the head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually pulled down my pants and did it. And it was, you know, <laughs> but, uh, so nonetheless, you know, I, I got, oh, these guys are going to hardline me all day long. Yeah. They're going to run me, you know, every single day. They're endurance players. Yeah. yeah. I take them out and uh, I round the, the point. We're about three and a half, four miles out of port and, uh, I have no real plan because this is the first charter trip, so I have no idea really what to do. Like, I don't have any pre- – now I've really streamlined things. I actually have, like, a Chipotle-style menu. Like, here's option number one, and you can add this, this, and this. Or option number two, just like an a la carte, sure. build your own trip. Build your own adventure. But before then, it was just like, oh, I got a boat, a key, and, like, right. a license. Let's go. You know, you Let's guys want right to do? Well, well, you show us something. I don't know. Let's just go out on the water. It's fun. You know, I don't know. We're the ocean. It's so, here. luckily, Mother Nature was kind to me. We, we round the point and uh, there's a little place that I didn't know it was called then. And now I know it's called Dolphin Playground. Ah. I happened, just blind shithouse luck, to pull into this beautiful, just beautiful area and uh, they'd liven up. I mean, the, the women on the boat, these two uh, Chinese ladies, get out their cameras and start going crazy. They're like, do- we're like witnessing like intimate dolphin moments here. It's like dolphin matings. They're like jumping out of the water together in like little poses. They're like, locked in. Were they, were they dolphins. connected? They're fully done. They're connected. They're fully yeah. yeah, they're like moaning and groaning. Like, and we're like, we're witnessing like a really private thing here, guys. You know, this is like, and they're just going crazy with the pictures. They didn't say a word to me the whole way out there. They couldn't shut up the whole way back, right? Oh, good. $300 cool. cash tip on top of my hour. And then it was my first review, and it was like, you know, we went out, we saw these amazing dolphins, the great captain, awesome experience, all this stuff, right? The next trip, people were like, 
We will we pay want the dolphins. Ex- we, we, so now I had to put a disclaimer that I can't guarantee nature will, will be there. It just kind of happens, you know. So I do have these inflatable dolphins. Look, actually, I carry a picture of the dolphins we saw that day. Um, yes, this is just possibly what you can see. You know, something yeah. like this. Things are right. You might look into so, uh, the dolphin sex on your Chipotle menu. Just, just yeah. pay a few of us to come down and put dolphin suits on, and we'll yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Hey, yeah. There's going to be some cheap, affordable housing down there. <laughs> I was totally talking about somebody about that. I'm like, this is the time to buy some property. Down no, there's going to be a lot of tent or that, space. That one island that got totally wiped out. Yeah, a couple Saint acres right yeah. on the water. St. Mark's is like 90 percent of the property or 90 percent of the freestanding structure. What was the one that starts with a B? Um, Barbada. Barbada. Yeah, yeah they say that oh, pretty much every building is useless. Yeah, I'll it's, buy. I'll buy your property. I Already? Was yeah. That it's a good time to. Invest it was in early. Tiny house. I actually brought the title of that boat with me. I will sell it to you Smart. right now today for two grand. Thirty-eight <laughs> <laughs> foot survey. Ready to go. The best the, run the odds the game best, ever. Two grand, it's yours. Best fucking lottery the ticket ever. The only catch is you have to find it. I threw anchors into the mangroves and all kinds oh, of really? stuff. So it's really well, I found some of the shrimp boats down yeah. there. You know, you always do what the old salts do. Right. The, guy, the old timers mm. that run the shrimp boats have been on boats for 50, 60 That's years. pretty know good. What to do. They know what and they, they tucked the one big money making boat, which will go out and get 50,000 pounds of shrimp, which I happen to buy from them when they right. come in. At ten bucks a pound, they're the size of your hand. They're, they're prawns. They're huge. Ten bucks a pound, right? So I saw them move. The JT is the name of the boat. And yeah. we went down this like little narrow channel that's kayak back in, but it's really kind of sketchy. Yeah. Like, you could run aground, and you know you don't. Well, yeah. It's unmarked, you know. I'm like, dude, it's a big boat going back there. I went, and he's got like crewmen like shoulder humping and like mud up to their so knees. Canal boating anchors. And yeah. like throwing them into the mangroves, I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. Brilliant. <laughs> so I got the one boat and I like tucked it back down in there and just I tied like lines and cinder blocks and I had a sixty pound bruise. Your, sail your sailboat needs to stay where it is because of the beam and the. I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I got five and a half. You can't just pull it out of the water. I can't just pull it. And they were doing no pullouts. The two marinas that have a crane big enough. I have a forty six thousand pound boat. Right. And the two marinas down there, one yeah, of them is a crane big enough to do it. And they were. It's too much of a liability to have boats on the hard because of the high wind. It'll topple over and then just topple over. Boat after boat after boat. They said no pullouts. Well, so you think your sailboat's uh, a lost cause? I think they're all a lost cause. I mean, when I left, I, no, I mean it's, it's funny and like we're making jokes, no, but it's terrifying. But when you think about seriously, it. I mean, in, in all, in all, how much insurance can you have? Well, and here's what the insurance company did. Uh, oh boy, this is not a good lead up. No, <laughs> no. I broke an even and made a little money after I bought the purchase of, the, of my powerboat and what I put into it and what I've done with the business. If it sank tomorrow, I wouldn't lose money. Right. I won't have the opportunity to make money with the boat, obviously. Exactly. So I had to carry a different kind of insurance for charter work. And Makes sense. Uh, I called the insurance company, which was Boat US, which is like the only company that are owned by Geico, the only one you can really insure through. Uh, and I called about my policy in, in light of the hurricane coming, just to make sure that like my charter policy covered dock time, because like there's some clauses in there. If you're on a dock for any more than a week without running charter service, then you have a gap in your coverage. And wow. It's just stupid. That's crazy. And they said, well, in light of the hurricane coming, we're, we cannot insure this vessel because you clearly cannot do charter work right now during Get a hurricane. Get out of here. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm taking like, some storm chasers out to see the hurricane. 
So they effectively, because I called an ex, if I want to call, let sleeping dogs lie, I would have, but they canceled, they cut my policy. And then while I was on the phone, they said, now your sailboat's docked nearby. I'm like, yeah, because they have to, you have to update where your boat is. Well, you could have had time to get it out of the storm's way. I'm like, well, not not, not technically. I'm one person. I can't. Right. Like, but technically, you could have. So I wonder if you could get something in writing where they said they were doing no pullouts. Like, I tried to get it pulled out. There was no pullouts the available. They said that they will cover half of the haul-out cost yeah. in my insurance. Right. Well, there's no haul-outs. No well, there was in Fort Lauderdale, but it was a seven-day sail. I would have been sailing sure. right into the storm. I'd still be in route. In, yeah. You think anybody in Fort Lauderdale is doing haul-outs right now when the right. hurricane's buried? There's no time to do it. So, you know, it, it turned out I got screwed. And then on top of it, that insult injury, they said, well, while we have you on the phone here, we can addend your policy for your sailboat. We're going to raise your premium for the year, 987 bucks." And I'm like, excellent. I get more coverage. They're like, no, and in fact, you have to pay it now while we have you on the phone because of the storm's because coming. Because of the storm. Yeah. And if you hang up, then we have the right to deny your claim if you have a total loss. Were, were you talking so, to Flo? I don't know, but <laughs> I... was talking to a lizard. No, something was flowing. It was out of my rear yeah. end. Yeah. It was cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, when they said, when they said you can't do charter... Yeah. When, when they said you can't do charter work during the uh, hurricane, you should have said, yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they got you coming and going. So, so I'm covered on my sailboat, which right. is our home and everything else, and... My my power boat, you know, if it goes down, it goes down. I have to do something else, I guess, you know. I have to maybe go get a bartending job or something. I, yeah, I really don't know. Exactly. Well, you know, wait a minute. So if, if the boat goes down, you're responsible for hauling it out of there, right? I am. And yeah. the fuel spill. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so did you try to offload as much fuel as you could? Uh, I only had 38 gallons in the tank uh, out of a 180-gallon tank. So, oh, yeah. empty. Well, now, is there a possibility? You, as, uh, you would say, I ran it down as low as I could, so I had enough to go fill it back up after the storm. Well, what I did what I did is it's a sealed, <clears throat> big aluminum, you know, it, it goes across the beam in the engine room, uh-huh. so from starboard to port, and it's, you know, whatever, 13 feet yeah. wide by 2 feet deep, mm-hmm. you know, aft to stern. Fuel cell, a big yeah, aluminum and what fuel I, cell. Yeah, and what I did was, once I got the boat docked, I cut the engines, and I was getting it ready and putting lines out on that boat. I went in uh, and I put, I disconnected, there's two fuel lines, one to go to each engine, mm. which it's powered by twin Chevy 350, 250 horse. Gas guzzling. Gas guzzling. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> 30 gallons an hour. My burn rate's right around 30 gallons per hour. Oh. So, and, and now when people question you about your hourly rate. Hour? <laughs> How much a gallon? It's 86, it cost me $86 per hour to run the boat. But here, now that's why I've come up, that sidetracks me a little bit. But that's why I've come up with specific routes because now I know if I have a three to four hour snorkel trip, I go to a place called Western Sambo Reef. It's three and a half miles out of port. There's a mooring ball because you can't throw an anchor on the reef. As soon as I turn those engines off and get swimmers in the water, I'm making money. Yes. When the engines are running, I'm I'm losing money. I'm not losing, but I'm not gaining. I'm just kind of breaking even. Right. Right. So that's why it was so important to develop. Route yeah, and not just like oh, let's go cruise road and hopefully we see something. That is the worst. Yeah, you know, it's like basically I'm paying to have everybody have a good time. Well, I might as well buy the beers and everything. Let's go. You know, that's what Pete says. <laughs> just get out and water ski. Sure, so, <laughs> I'm a 35 foot ray. Sure. Anyway, getting back to the fuel, I went in and I, I took the fuel lines off and uh, I I put uh, fittings and caps. So it's actually a sealed. If the boat went down, I'm not sure. That's I'd a have, flotation device. You I'm closed sure all I'd the vents and everything. Everything, everything. all the all 
all the vent lines are pinched off. Everything's yeah. done. So I don't know if it sank. You did due diligence. I did. Hurricane hasn't gotten there yet. Now I have 175 gallons of diesel on the sailboat, and that's... That's a totally different story. <laughs> that is a totally different story. The vehicle that uses the least fuel is carrying a lot of it. And I love that. I, yeah. I, that's I, just, I got a Cummins Your map. boat is just one boat thing. out of thousands of boats yeah. Yeah, down Yeah, prove it came from my boat. Exactly. Yeah, right. I have empty tanks. Everyone's going to have so much on their hands... Like Houston right now, oh, man. there's there's no way that anybody can get through to building a claim, denying a claim, working with a claim, finding your car. You, you know? underestimate mm-hmm. the value or the capability <laughs> of insurance agents. Yeah. Look, yeah. here's a question, Adam. Is there any way when this whole fiasco is done and the insurance company doesn't cover your boat, could you make money from a salvage company to go pull it out for you? That is a possibility. Could you be like, how much would you give me for that boat that sank no, thank you. to pull it out and scrap it? Usually it's the cost of the salvage is deferred by the ability of them to keep the property once it's salvaged. That's why they do it. So, yeah, I mean, that's what they're in the business. I didn't know if they would pull, pull it and just scrap it. No. Or, you know, I mean, because maybe the, the motors will be fine if they're rebuilt or no. something. <laughs> no. It's, it's pretty much a done. It's salt. salt water. I mean, it's, you, you got very limited time. Uh you know, I, I'm not really worried about the power, but I mean, I want to worry about everything, obviously. Um, but you I want the sailboat to survive because yeah, you're living on that. I, I live on that, and I really enjoy that boat, and I really, really, I, I spent a lot of you time went and a lot of time getting to that boat. find yeah. that particular right. boat. You know, and, and pulling it out of the water and having the hull sounded and doing yeah. this and that and, and then putting it on the hard and sanding the thing down and yeah. repainting it. and do, do, I did, like, all this work to prep it for my family. And, and it really became oh, our Irish home. Cheddar. We felt very comfortable on yeah. it, you know, more, more so than any home we've ever owned. Sounds right. fun. I mean, and, and you're in Key West. The only thing you have to worry about is, like, two, three hurricanes a year. Well, that's what it is. It's... it's <laughs> It's imagine like beautiful weather all the time when like you live yeah. here and you can have like shitty like it's been like four shitty days in a row, right? Okay. Exactly. Down there you would never have that. But what you do is you get all the shitty weather at one time in one huge lump. <laughs> here you go. Here's a big pile of crap. Remember all the remember ten years of bad winter in Cleveland? Well, this is one hurricane named Irma, and she's coming to take everything at one visit. The goddess of war. Yeah, and, and you know that that sucks. But we knew we know the risk when we go down there, and everybody said, Well, what are you gonna do in case of a hurricane? And our answer was, Well, we'll find out. When it happens. You're going to do this. And this in this case, we tied up as much as we could, got the hell out of Dodge. We left at 11 o'clock on Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, after good I'd been for up you. for 33 hours securing yeah. the boats and yeah. doing everything. And then I drove my family nonstop to Knoxville, Tennessee before I finally had to pass out in the hotel room. Yeah. So you're driving the Volkswagen Westfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which yep. is one awesome vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there are yeah. parts out there and so awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I'm going to feel awesome working He's on it. He's got the world's wettest clutch. Oh, really? wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, and that was kind of an interesting thing. We blew it's out of the keys. There was nobody really evacuating. You know, there were some people, but like. We were doing 65 miles an hour all the way up US 1. Wow. No lights. You no were ahead nothing. of the game. And like, we're going, wow, this is kind of surreal. Then, then card sound passed right between Largo and mm-hmm. Homestead. It kind of slowed down. And, and like, it was 25, 30, and it was a little like, you're flying along at 50 and like, Wah! hit the brakes and the van's shaking. And you're like, okay, we're going 30. And you're fine, trying to find second gear. <laughs> Thing, you know, you're doing this, you're just like, get me out of here. Then, no gas. I mean, it was like, no gas in Homestead, no gas in Largo, no gas in Marathon, no gas 
in Fort Lauderdale, no gas anywhere. Every, at that point, people were still out of they were out of fuel already. I saw the picture so, of your van. You had all those jerry cans on top. Did that help out? I did, and you know what? I didn't actually need them. I had them just in case. I went three days before they even announced that it was going to even make a pass towards Key West, mm-hmm. and uh, I filled up 15 gallons, which is about a full tank on the bus. Yeah, which is 300 some miles. Mm-hmm. 208 fully low, 212. Yeah. You know, I get about 16 miles a gallon, eh, roughly. You know. Yeah. Um, and That'll so, get you out of Florida, mostly. Well, Florida's a long fucking state. Well, you're right. You know, you're going to get you to somewhere where you find my gas buddy app will tell you yeah, it's, 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 has, it'll, you'll at least find something, you know what I mean, at that point. To to the but the people in the marina, they were like, ah, oh, look at the newbie, the guy that moved here in January. Ha, oh, getting gas, stupid. It's going to be fine. It's going to pass us. Yeah. And I'm like, getting gas, strapping it to the van. And they're like, dude, you're, you're, you're like going a little over the top on prep. I'm like, yeah, but you know, man, I don't want to take a chance. And I initially thought I'd stay, so I got my generator, I fired up the gas. I have a little Honda mm-hmm. EU 2000. Just, Beautiful. You know, just a great yeah. little... Uh, and then when it came time where we actually... I rented a car for the wife and, and my wife and two kids. And the plan was to send them out ahead. Uh, I was going to stay back. I was going to stay back. Not that I could do anything for the boats, but I thought, like, <clears throat> there's going to be a time where, like... Some, I have a 71-year-old neighbor <laughs> who... He just can't tie lines. He can't do anything. He st- I talked to him before I came here. He's still down there. He still yeah. hasn't done anything. You're just he staying can't. back for the cause. I mean, there, there's going to be a time. If, if you're needed, you're needed. Smoking you know, it's fire. like you can hunker down. Like, I'm a pretty robust person, man. I can I can survive some wind and rain. You know, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to, like, have all this bravado about it. Like, I'm so tough. But. And you're not worried about your family because you know they're, they're, they're safe. So we rented a car. But I Two days before anything was going on, I, I went on Priceline. I got a Dodge Caravan, 110 bucks, $10 a day. I rented it for a week wow. to pick up on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So I did it on Sunday. I know where you can buy a 30-foot Winnebago for about $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me just tell you. Or a 24-foot for about $2,500. We, we, we went Tuesday morning to pick up the rental car that was already paid for in full. Yeah. Paid for it, but we show up there, and uh, Avis is like, yeah, um, so we see you booked it on Priceline. I'm like, yep, cool, man, where's keys? You know, like, yeah. so, so I gotta go. Wife and kids, it's like 10, 9.30 in the morning. I want them to get on the road Tuesday. Right. Like, just get the hell out of here before everybody, you know. Uh, and they're like, yeah, you know there's a hurricane coming with, like, this dude behind the counter. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I booked like, it. Yeah, he's like, do you have an airline ticket? Did you just fly into Key West? I'm like, no, I'm a resident. I live here. I've actually rented a car here before through Priceline. And actually, here's my emails. Look, uh, January 27th I was here, March 15th. And I had, like, three rentals just from Avis through Priceline yeah. at that same desk, you know. He's like, yeah, well, we have a new policy. Um, <laughs> if it's, if we have the right to cancel the reservation if it's booked through a third party. I'm like, so it's booked through Priceline, so you're going to cancel. He's like, well, we can't honor that rate. Um, the rate will be thirty-two eighty-six for the week. I'm like, three hundred twenty. He's like, no, $3,286. I'm like, so you want a price gouge because there's a hurricane coming, right. and you won't honor the $10 a day through Priceline. Right. I'm like, cool, man. I'll just like take my refund, and we'll do something else. He's like, you're going to have to get your refund through Priceline. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. This isn't like I did this this morning. This right. is two days ago. Like, right. what? <laughs> this is bullshit. Right. This car is... And he's like, he's like, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you don't have enough uh, financial plans to cover this. And it was like, that's what the to the cover clerk the what? to cover the my financial plan was renting a car. Build this asshole back. Well, it it that I paid for. It it triggered. It did trigger. And and you know, my kids were in the car with my wife. Uh, 
I, I said some very, very nasty things. I told the guy, I said, you know, do you have children? And he's like, no, I don't have any children. They're liabilities. He got real smart ass wow. with me. Oh, I, I just drug him across the counter. Oh, I, I told him, if, you know, I hope that someday you do have children and they die of cancer. You know, I, was, I, I just fucking, you know. And then he said, sir, you're, you're getting loud. And there's no need to swear. All Call the cops. They're busy with the hurricane. Oh, problem. no, I had, I had a Monroe County Sheriff. Uh, grabbed my my shoulder and he said, "All right, you know, you have, you know, you can't cause a scene here anymore." And I and I actually turned around to him and I said, "Is the jail on Stock Island? Because that's where the right. little jail. It's like four miles up." I said, "Is the jail on Stock Island uh, rated for a Category Five? And he said, "Why?" I was like, "Because I'm willing to fucking find out if I'm better off on a sailboat or in your jail cell." <laughs> and he's like, looked at me. And I'm like, "Don't you put your fucking yeah. hand on me again?" And he like he was cool. But he actually instead of taking that, he right. calmed us and walked me out. Yeah, and, you know, my wife was like crying. It was just a big scene. But that that pivotal moment changed our plan. Now sure it was like. Well, I'm not going to send them in a VW nope. bus because, nope. like, because it's a VW. Bus. If something goes wrong, there's a chance I can lay under it, jiggle something. Oh shit, we're good to go. You know, like I've had 11 VW buses. This right. isn't our and to first say bus. that Adam's handy with a VW <laughs> is the understatement. Of <laughs> and so, and so now that they didn't have a safe passage, on anybody there. that I know that has had a VW bus yeah. has pulled the motor out and rebuilt it on the side of the road. Oh sure, I oh, did yeah. Fort Myers two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I did a motor swap though. I had a friend pal. Like, you had the motor out I in the middle it, of a trip. I dragged it into some weeds, and I literally left the carcass of the old motor there, and I pulled off the car, built another motor out of the lawn block, yeah. put it on my chest, and like yeah. hoisted it up, and like held it with my knee, and like the got one in. bolt, like stand like ah, and it went right on the shaft, first shot, first bolt. I'm like, oh man, you know, fire ants all over me. <laughs> that was a couple years on vacation. That was our vacation, you know. Right. But, uh, so that, that pivotal thing made it so that, you know, I focused on, all right, if they're leaving, I'm leaving. And then I went from having a two-day window to get two boats ready to having a nine-hour window. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was so, Well, everything. wait a minute. Let's, 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 let's circle back about what a bunch of cunts the folks at Avis are. Well, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, uh, my wife is currently drafting right up there with the Red Cross, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> to uh, Avis about, you know, she's all about, we're getting free shit from this. I, I want to, first the insurance company. That's like, oh, look, there's a big thing. Okay, we're going to write this quickly, yeah. write this rider. Wow, you're Fuck everybody out of insurance. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't say you weren't told because I got. This is why I have insurance, and you're taking it away. There's calls being recorded for training purposes. Anybody who calls gets the special fuck you. Yeah, because you called. Yeah, because you tried to be. Because what everyone does when there's a storm coming, you call your insurance, make sure everything's squared away. But then you call, and that's when they drop the bomb on you. Then they're like, okay, we took care of that one. We're not going to have to write him a check. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's also yeah, when you yep. when you tell them that the government is cracking down extremely hard with harsh penalties for anyone that's price gouging yeah. in the path of the hurricane, yeah. or just plain being a cunt. You know, the, the thing is, like, I, I would like to sit here and be really uh, pissed off, yeah. upset at looking all at all these experiences and you know thinking about this storm and losing this and losing that and this guy could have done this different. And this, oh, but yeah. you know what? Everything works out. We got here. Slipping clutch. You know, gear oil pouring out of the transaxle. We're here, and, and I'm here your now. And fully loaded with your family, and your family's safe. Yeah. And so. and it says a lot about our lives that just in that short amount of time, we went from owning a house here in West Park, right. condensing everything to fit what we needed to live on a sailboat, and then kind of in the last six seven months, 
you know, you start getting more stuff. Yeah. Just kind of finds you. You start oh, yeah. getting shit again, even though you know you don't have room for yeah. it. Like, oh, I got this folding chair. Great. You know, where the fuck is this sitting on the dock? You know, like, hey, look, that that fifty inch LCD TV at Costco is on a great price. Right. right. <laughs> and, then, and then, like in nine hours' time, with like no other planning or notice, we were able to condense our lives down to what we could fit in our bus, in a bus. of our important stuff. And if everything else sank tomorrow, yeah, I got clothes, I got shoes, I've got, you know, bullshit, but. Our musical instruments, our important documents, our passports, oh. our cash reserve, our kids' like little keepsakes and things like that, and it's so Florida. We Wait, you left your passports in cash? You no, still no, have we your... brought that. No. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I was going to say, <laughs> you're talking about leaving <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You you still sounds like you left the most important shit. Yeah, I got you know my teddy bear and just <laughs> the important things, my, my special <laughs> sock. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> a place to stay. It got you all the way. Well, thanks, man. We're staying with the in-laws. Okay. Actually, we get three square meals a day and some judgmental things on how we raise our kids, but, you know, everything has a cost. All the free uh, are you Dude. sure you guys are doing okay? You know, my mother-in-law, like, no, like, I mean, like, in the marriage. Do you like, yeah, win- we're fucking great. No, I've got weird. a few questions. <laughs> Do you want a Winnebago Chieftain to use to put in their driveway? <laughs> oh, so, you so you don't have to live in their house? You can just live Listen, in your driveway? If I was that motivated, I'd just clean all the shit out of the bus, put it in their garage, and pop the top of it in their driveway. That's I mean, right, you know, right. I'm already puking gear oil. My father-in-law's like, he just had a hip replacement, but he had an infection, so they took it out, and they have some kind of spacer in there, and he's like hobbling around, he's like, I don't know, man. Can you get a little cat litter on my driveway? It's got, there's a lot of oil there, and the kids are going to track it in the house. And you know, he's His a great guy. His grandkids are ducking a fucking hurricane. You know, but he, you know, he, he, he takes pride in his stuff. And I, I don't. So I was out there with the cat litter, and oh I'm like, put a little tray under it. And I'm just like, you know, he's a um, ASE master certified tech. He taught in Cleveland Public Schools auto shop for 36 years. He's been wow. retired a long time. He's well, get him out there fixing that freaking. Uh, <laughs> and you know, if he didn't have the hip issue, he'd be the first. He'd be guy right that would be spearheading yeah. the job. He's a, a wonderful, wonderful human. You know, there's brand new creepers no. for the, uh, the yeah, hip replacement yeah. crowd. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like purple power degreaser on my <laughs> my <laughs> tranny. My tranny has like, been leaking for like ten years, and I just every once in a while pour a little purple power, let it set in yeah. on a hot summer day. Let, yeah. it, let it soak in. Then when it rains, whoosh, well, it just goes lose, away. I'm gonna lose my Aprilia, my scooter. It's it might as well be a write off. Ah, you could unsog well, that I, thing. I, I stole. I. <laughs> Die. You stole? What, stole? Let me back up here. Yeah. I didn't incriminate myself any further. That didn't come out. Um, okay, so uh, my Honda Monkey I sold a right. couple weeks ago yeah. to some kid. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Got a thousand bucks for it. Sure. I had 800 in it, rode the balls off. Right. And the, like, that bike owed you nothing. Yeah, this kid's like, here, it's a thousand bucks. He's like, I've never seen one of these. I'm like, here's a thousand bucks. Cool. And he'd rather run away happy into the sunset. Don't know where it is. Probably going to end up in Cuba floating away. I don't care. <laughs> Got the cash in my pocket. The Aprilla that I bought from you, which has turned out to be just the greatest Key West fun. commuting. My wife rides it in town. I mean, like my wife, not, I don't want to say hated motorcycles, but had no riding experience. I put her on the on the little scooter where she doesn't shift or anything, right. and you know that thing's like hopped up seventy oh, yeah. cc. It, it gets she freaking yeah. rips around the island, and I mean she's like good on it. She's like, <laughs> and now she's so good. She's like, why don't we sell her VW Bug and get a couple like maybe a Ural and something right. else to ride? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Okay, or you woman? Because the Aprilia has has converted her. So where's the where's the red needle? Well, hold on. Back to the Aprilia. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Aprilia uh, stole might have been. I borrowed some line that was laying around. Yeah. Um, mm. And I park. It's parked next to a bike rack. 
and I didn't have like a padlock and right. a lot, and, you know, and I'm like, and it's pretty much at sea level, yeah. so it's fucked. <laughs> uh, so I, I tied a line around the frame and around the bike rack, and twelve gallon milk jugs around its neck. And, and, then, and then I'm like, oh man, it's like it's only three feet over that pa- big palm tree. It's where I got some more stuff. line and lashed the bike rack to You're the palm dead. tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a riot! It's wearing three life jackets. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. You're like, so it's lashed to a rack that's lashed to a palm tree. I, you know, what, just, I pretty much had to just write it off mentally like everything else. You it's know? wearing three life so jackets for and two empty water bottles. Here's an Aprilla that's right. been underwater. Here's what we're going to do to it. Okay, we're talk about this. So let's pop, ah, let's pop the pl- let's pop the plug out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's drain the oil. Right. Let's strobe. drain the carb. Right. Oh, it's two stroke. Two stroke. Yeah. So drain strobe. drain all the tank, gas tank, all the tanks. Yeah. Chase all the water out of right. it. I think it'll run. Of course it will. We'll get some Dawn dish to you know do the electrics real quick. Oh yeah, like a, like one of the little uh, otters and stuff. Just salt water is going to eat up the electrics. Yeah. Our friend Tom Pennington made an entire career out of resurrecting vehicles after Katrina. Yeah, you know, and we're not talking about pretty scooters. We're talking about Ducatis and you know high end shit. And Tom's got a fairly well organized plant assault for vehicles that were not just underwater, but were underwater that was under six feet of mud. So when all the water went away, there was still six or seven feet of mud in your garage. Silt. And your bikes were under the six or seven feet of mud. And that's where I kind of had the come to Jesus moment about, it's not the fact that shit's underwater. If shit's underwater, the water goes away, your shit's still there. Mm -hmm. But when shit's underwater and all the mud comes in, and the water goes away, what you're left with is six or eight feet of hard pack. And then you got to literally chisel or dig your shit out of that. And everywhere that water could go, this liquid grinding solution... Went to mm. lapping a, compound. Lapping compound. Yeah. <laughs> through everything. Yeah, yeah, it was like Lake Erie, just be all full of zebra mussels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, but that's, I mean, that's something to think about. There's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of property down there, and they're all going to have the same thing on their mind, and that is, we can't junk all of it. I don't know where they're going to throw it. It's a tiny That's island. That's the point. It's, a tiny <laughs> it's, like, it's the Maritime Republic of Key West. It sounds like land reclamation. They're going to build a. They're going to build a huge pier. I mean, they've done that. I was going to say, it's like what they did when they knocked down the Brown Stadium. They built that artificial reef out there, out of all the rubble and shit. Well, they'll, they'll yeah. have a new Key West South. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as the April is concerned, it's. You know what? What are you gonna do? You're gonna oh, be able by to the way, to the mainland on uh, top of the dead I've boats. Got, I've got a sea rain and a pro. I'll do a package deal. Twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred. I've got the title for that too. They are roughly in this location. <laughs> roughly. Yeah. Location subject well, to change over yeah. the next uh, forty eight yeah. hours. <laughs> As Go to Moped Hospital. Make a right. Walk yeah. another. It's yours whether you can find it or not. As of as of eight six, they were at GPS coordinates. Dot 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 dot. Are all sales final? Yeah, all sales are final. Yeah, but I know a place that'll do the work on that thing though. Apparently, they're doing saltwater restoration. That's a new venture. It's a new venture. The Cleveland Cleveland Moto South. Because you know what? That's the other thing. Is like all the snowbirds. The whole mentality of like the population of Ohio just went up dramatically as all the snowbirds came home. Well, legitimately, like people like wouldn't buy a car that was older. Like there was that time yeah. when you had to be careful of not buying a two thousand five because that could have been a Katrina vehicle. Katrina, yeah. So you see these vehicles out there that had low mileage, brand new to Toyota Tacoma, but it was a two thousand five. Like, oh, that could have I'm been. I'm buying a- cars in Japan, and I have to look at where the cars were to avoid Fukushima cars. Right. For the same exact reason. You need a Geiger <laughs> counter. 
shit. This one's hot. <laughs> <laughs> this one's <laughs> from uh, Repo Man. Phil, Phil, no, Phil no longer needs a headlamp. <laughs> this, one's, <laughs> this one's fooked up. It's fooked up. It's like Repo Man. There's no problem there. What are you talking about? There's an issue there? There's an issue. I have no idea what you're talking about. This bitch is nuclear. I get a thousand miles to the gallon. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I mean. Birds fall from the sky, but yeah. No, that's that's just it. My hair falls out as soon as I get in the car. Car grows an extra oh, spare. Like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> another spare. It's, it's a, a five door. It's a Nimitz class. Phil, Phil Waters, the extra testicle. <laughs> yeah. Et. You, you open up your sunroof and your fucking your hair blows off. <laughs> oh boy. This is, no wonder it was such a good deal. That's not what happens. Remember that Chevy Chase movie from the '80s? You get yeah. like. Uh, you get powers, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Modern problems. Yeah. Swamp man. Yeah. Swamp thing. Swamp, Swamp thing. Yeah. Oh fuck me. That is going to be a very weird. That's going to be very surreal. Surreal to go back there once this has happened. I don't know what's going to happen with the storm. Uh, what I do want to talk about is what do you do? So let's just say, for the sake of argument, you're one of our podcast listeners who lives in Houston, anywhere around Houston, or the territory formerly known as Florida. Hmm. Well, first of all, as soon as you have fresh water, you have water returned to your grid, Uh hose the shit out of everything. I mean, literally, take the spark plug out. I mean, you got got nothing to lose. It's been full of salt water. Chase chase all the salt water and mud and everything out of every orifice and every hole. Yeah, Dawn is environmentally friendly and right. emulsifies the salt water. So it actually so, pulls the... Yeah, so like you know, that's a, a thing we clean a lot of things. Or vinegar is like a really good yes. cleaning agent for salt water. But I use a lot of Dawn dish soap just because it foams up the water and the manatee's like, oh, look at the Dawn. And they like, you know... The <laughs> <laughs> kids are like, oh, look at the manatee's spoon in the dish soap water. It'll be blowing bubbles, daddy. You know? Dolphins, <laughs> dolphins are fucking <laughs> <laughs> The dolphins are like, this is great lube. <laughs> Asian <laughs> girls are watching it. <laughs> Taking pictures. Three hundred bucks an hour. <laughs> and Adam's got a new aquatic life form peep show. Yeah, right. Uh, whatever. I'm just helping out, man. It's a whole new I'm those. just out here cleaning my engines, and all this weird shit's happening. No, no. Dawn works really well. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, we. I use mostly like. Okay. Down there. Uh, and we were not paid to say that. No, I mean, this is no. legit. For Garden sprayer pumped up with some Dawn and water to spray everything down. I mean, that's down, what they use to clean all the, the birds that get oil on yeah, them get oil stuff. Them, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a relatively safe idea. Vinegar works really good, though. Like I said, all my stainless steel on my rails, yeah. all the way around my boat, whenever I come back in, I wash it down with fresh water, and then I'll take a vinegar-soaked... Distilled white vinegar soaked rag, and I'll just wipe every. If, it, if the salt water spray came up and hit anything below five feet on my mast, on down to mm-hmm. my stainless steel railings, I wipe everything down, or I have it in a spray bottle, and I'll spray it on there and let it sit for a minute, and I'll hose it all off. And, you know. Your boat smell like douche. Uh, what does? <laughs> yeah, it does. Smell like a or something. If you think your vehicle's going underwater, if you can plug Do a cathode anode. I want all my corrosion to happen right here. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, is there going to be electrical currents in the water? Sure. Cause it's, you know, no, I'm just are you kidding me? If There's going to be electrical water, currents of everything, everybody ever At that point, you know. That's true. Is, is a short term sacrificial metal the answer? I mean, that, that sounds like a whole other topic. I don't know. No, yeah, but, but I, I wonder, for my biggest question with all this is going to be. 
There's going to be thousands and thousands of motorcycles. For a motorcycle, especially a smaller motorcycle, I'd almost think about, I don't know if it would work. This is yeah. just out of left field. I'd almost think about pulling the plugs and pumping the jugs full of grease. Yeah. Yeah. But where water you can't know, go, right? The old, the old oh, you mean pre, pre-flooding pre it. it. If you know with it's going grease, to go underwater. With, with, with hey, grease or what On else the is? Facebook today, somebody lit up with a picture think about, of a car bag, and it was a clear plastic bag that you backed your car into, and it had the basic roll-up structure of the German Ortlieb bags, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. where you roll it and then seal it, yeah. like uh, it just like the touring bags, but it was a touring bag for your four-door sedan. And you put your car in here, and that then that protected it from giant everything. Giant toothpaste. It's a big tooth fucking van or a bag. It's a giant fucking bag. It's a sump pump. Now my question is, with a bilge pump, now your car is going to be floating out yeah. in the fucking ocean. You better suck the air out of it, like vacuum. You seal. better vacuum oh, seal it, yeah. so at least it stays down. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's just a giant metal raft. Bobber. Yeah, it's a bobber. Until something chafes through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some guy in Cuba is going to be like, Christmas! <laughs> all the thing with that is inflatable balls. Yeah. Yeah. You have to remove all the moisture from... Exactly. And, and the metal is going to contain moisture no matter what. So yeah. you're actually sealing you're it sealing in, in its own fate. Yeah, it's just going to, you know, you put enough heat and... I really don't... It's going to just rot. I, mean, I really don't think bad. it's that big of a deal to get water in your cylinder, even salt water. I no, mean, I've submerged a number of dirt bikes. I mean, I've put a well, lot of dirt bikes under water. Quad runners and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I've buried quad runners in creeks and stuff. I, I can I mean, the biggest you, problem is hydro-locking yeah. and stuff like that. I, I but that's not an issue in this case. I have a whole catalog of photos on my phone here. I yeah. put a head gasket on that on the Mercruiser, on my port engine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I sucked in because it's a saltwater-cooled engine. Okay. Um, so I got back to port. I shut the engine down. I didn't let it hydro-lock. Uh, got back to port. Pulled the spark plugs out, cylinder six and eight. I turned the engine over, and Ooh, water came spraying out. Crazy. And I'm like, shit, you know. And I knew, I knew what was going on. Uh, I waited three weeks. I had the, I had the boat, you know. I pumped all the water out, sure. left the spark plugs out, and I'm like, I'll get back. Pulled ahead here in a couple weeks. I went, and I have pictures. I cataloged it. It was just salt. Two, those two cylinders were yeah. just salt corroded. Now, I did take 80 grit, and I yeah. did them all. And they, okay, so high. it wasn't 400 grit. It wasn't three. It was 80 grit 80 to get this grit. fucking 80, violent. I 80 gritted it, and it was like done, you know. Yeah. Piston rings can take a lot, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Problem is, the top ring, yeah. uh, it, it creates um, the hardest, the second hardest substance next to diamond. And so it seized the top ring to the cylinder wall. And, and yeah, no matter what I did, I took a sledgehammer to the piston, time. everything, I would not turn oh, it on, man. Oh. It was done. So, so. <laughs> I was talking to him earlier. I have a, a relative through marriage who, and I just looked it up at him, he's between Everglades and Okeechobee. So he's fresh water all day. Yeah. yeah. He's got a big charter boat. And when Katrina came through in 2005, four, whatever it was, he actually took this thing and sank it on purpose. To protect it. His and boat? We, we, didn't, we just figured this out earlier, and I didn't even think about it before. But Adam's like, well, he probably took it to fresh water. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, he probably had to. Sense. You, you could, I, mean, I mean, salt water, it's so corrosive. No, it's so it's just, yeah. it, it, that My life is spent with two boats. I would say... Fifty percent of my maintenance is due to saltwater, and it's always grounding on a boat is like next to impossible. And the grounds always take it, man. If I have an electrical issue in my panel, like my air conditioner just go straight out, to the ground, or my uh, bilge pump, my rear bilge pump was screwed up last week, like just before we left. I had to rewire my bilge pump as we're packing up the boat to say goodbye to it. You like, fucking want that to work? Yeah, I mean, I have a front, <laughs> I have front mid and rear, and the 
automatic float switch, the ground went screwed, and it, yeah, so I'm like in the hole, like, every way, like shit in my mouth and shit on my arm, and you know, I'm like, it's 150 degrees because we had already shut the power off everywhere and there's no air conditioning, you know. Hmm. So, grounds seem to be like, I would say 50% of my time is spent on electrical problems on either one of the boats, and 90% of those problems I have on either boat is electrical, and it's always... Caused by salt water? Caused by salt water and, and ground... Salt air, just the salt yeah, air. Just, yeah. just not, it's not even like water intrusion. It's just because of the environment. It's, it's super corrosive. Oh, but if it, you it, park a car down there for a number of years, the paint will start... My, my bus has seen rust, and I just had it all redone. The bus has, has been restored. It's been two years now. I've been there yeah. since February. Really? It left. <laughs> wait a minute. It left Ohio rust-free. Rust-free. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it lived in the rust belt. It lived in the rust you belt. You have to understand, though, that there's an important thing that we don't think of. Being at sea level down there, they have no drainage. So a little rainstorm, we get three, four inches of water on the road. And if it happens at high tide, that's salt water. Of course. And you're driving through it, you're not thinking anything of it. So it's kicked up into my rockers and stuff. All the backsides of my panels and stuff is bubbling through. You do a nice salt bath. Yeah. And then everything that does dry out from the previous rains is salt. It's salt. Salt stays salt forever. Like, that's the magic of salt is when it dries out, it's still salt. And then you just add water, and it becomes just as corrosive as it was the first time around. It's and amazing to see pickup trucks where the, the bumper yeah. and the rear bed are gone from people backing their boats into the ramp. Mm. <laughs> it's just like the rear quarters, and it's like a, a 2012 like, like you know Dodge Ram diesel, and that part of the truck is gone. Like you dipped it in phosphoric acid, yeah. and it just... Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> but it's a Dodge, so that would have been So it's only one year. So it doesn't matter. One year. Five minutes ahead of schedule. Compare that to that whole the whole idea I never really realized that Key West especially because you are there's just absolutely no way of getting away from the salt air I don't know how accurate it is, but I had a, a guy that lives down there a long time. He's a he's a captain, and he's an expert spear fisherman. And he's become a, a pretty good friend of mine uh, through all this. He told me that the straight, you know, it's a weird ecosystem because you have three oceans that converge. You have the Atlantic Ocean, you have the Gulf of Mexico, and you have the North Western Caribbean. They all converge at, at, Key, West. at Key West, and and so that gives you <clears throat> the, the diverse wildlife mm-hmm. that you never see anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah. But it also creates, and this is according to him, and I don't know how to fact check it. Temporal he said it's, it's, the second, <laughs> it's the second saltiest body of water next to the Dead Sea. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And so, and, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how, if that adds to the corrosion factor yeah. of everything. It, has it doesn't to. hurt. You know, it does, and it's also too. Everybody in Key West is drunk all the fucking time. Yeah. So very little work gets done when there's drinking to be. Had. There's a term it's called Keys disease. Keys disease. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your drinking and how that's been going. You know what? Actually, I didn't start yeah. drinking till last night. Right. Yeah. You know, being a, doing captain and running a business and really trying to do that. Adulting. I, yeah, going to Key West, I drink less and do less drugs than I ever did here. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're way fun and, and everything's twice as expensive. Yeah. So you know, realistically, yeah. that's it's true. time. You know, it's <laughs> <Best> time. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, the concept of that is fucking hilarious, but it makes sense. If we didn't have four four months of winter, five months of winter, that's a lot of downtime I wouldn't have. Right. Right? I'd be in better shape. I would drink a hell of a lot less. 
Because I would be running, jumping, climbing trees. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I mean, I'm in the water. I'm in the water swimming at the reef three days a week. See, you know, at least three days a week. And, uh, and and it's one of those things where it's like you don't think about it when you're doing it. But when I take people out and they go, "Well, we want to go for a full day," I, no, you're no, going, you don't. You're going for three or four. No, we want a full day. Eight hours it. in the sun. You're from Minnesota. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like so right. holier than I'm from Cleveland. Right. And I'm on the water every day now, right. and four hours kicks your ass. Kicks your ass. Now, I'll tell you what. Jump in the water and swim for one hour. Go yeah. snorkeling for one hour. Yeah. Most people are 20, 25 minutes. They're done. They're, they're on the swim platform. They're just like... Ah. Or like when you go to Bahamas on a booze cruise. Yeah. Here, drink a Bahama. Here, drink six drinks. Yeah. Now we're out here. Jump in the water. Go swimming. Like, ugh. I, I am a stickler for that. All, all drinking of alcohol Drunk you, you can consume... I actually have a little sign on the boat that says, you know, this is the my my vessel's a judgment free zone. Meaning if you wanna get naked, if you wanna like if you're fat, if you're gay, if you're straight I don't give a shit. When we're out on the ocean, there's no rules, man. I've had people who are like, dude, can we like suntan without our clothes on because we want hands on vacation? I'm like yeah. like people at parents' age. I'm like right. <laughs> I'm not taking any pictures. I'm like, dude, you're paying. Have you ever met a limo driver yeah. before that? You know, we have rules. <laughs> Go for it. But you know, that being said, I, I do have a rule, like if we're going snorkeling and we're gonna I'm gonna have people in the water that I'm responsible for, there's no alcohol consumed on the way out there. Let's swim, and then we'll have plenty of time on the way back. You guys party it up. But once everybody's in the water and swim, I want everybody focused because you're not the baddest creature on the planet. There's reef sharks. I've had 10-foot hammerheads right behind me. There's, you know, I teach everybody that this is, you know, flag your right arm. That's if you're in trouble and I'm over here and you're over there, don't scream for me. You know, I'm watching. Do this, and I know there's a fucking problem. You know, I'm going to do my best to come and get you. So there's there's a couple <laughs> things that we go over. Do you have one of those cool spear big. guns, like from 007? I got them. We, we got them. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> and, You're stolen from the James Bond set. Yeah, if you want to get bit by a shark, that's a perfect way to do it. Spear a grouper and have a wounded grouper on the end of oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shark's like, hmm. The buffet's open, boys. <laughs> Look, an appetizer. You got an appetizer yeah. and, a, and the first course. Yeah, when you when you spear fish, uh, you, you have to have a spotter. You have to have a, hunt, a hunter and a spotter. We, I try to do it in, in pairs. It's like um, snipers. I'm not a big I'm not a big fisherman. The spotter's you know? got a spear gun too, though. That's that market's you. really really crowded <laughs> down there. But I've gone out and helped my buddy who is the spear fisherman. Yeah. And uh, and help with tourists and stuff. It's like if you're shooting fish in the water, you're underwater and there's there's scuba and they're shooting fish. There's predators that know that that's going on. They know the spear fishing spots, and we <clears> do have shallow, shark man. bites there. And the shark bites. Her. We've seen just since I've been there, we've had two shark bites, nothing fatal, and it's the first two they've had in 26 years, and both of them happened during spearfishing. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it does lead bloods to bloods like, in the water, bloods in the water, dark. you know. And so you have to have a spot, you have to have some, because you're focused on spearing that fish that's right over there. You're yeah, like, I'll be doing all my fishing from the what, swim What's coming on this side? <laughs> yeah. like, you don't know, so you have your spotter that's really watching out, mm-hmm. and you know. It's, it's just one of those things that you got to be. You're not the baddest creature, you know. You are literally not at the top of the food chain. Like you need like right. a midget strapped to your back or something. <laughs> that's a reserve shoot. It's weird. It's a little bit weird. Let Tommy go. It's weird the bait. when you see things Let underwater. Tommy. Like when I was in Mexico, we saw a bar- I saw a barracuda. Right. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh. And all of a sudden it was like, Whoop. I'm like, oh yeah, they'll check you out. That's a barracuda. I'm like, oh. But there's no sound. Everything happens with no sound, no nothing. It's just, whoop. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a barracuda. Fuck. And they're fearless. (laughs) And they stay, like, really level and still. Yeah, yeah. That was... 
You know, it's the weird. I, I've been under scraping my hull because I don't do yard work anymore. No, I do it once a month. Right. Uh, my yard works underwater. Yeah. You know, I, I scrape on it. So I have a, a 10 inch drywall knife. And uh, the first month I did it, you know, this uh, this dude comes running over and he's like, No, no. And I'm like, What? What? I'm sinking my boat. What? You know, I hit yeah. a through hull and it's going down. And what? 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 And he's like, No, 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 dude. Never, never have a stainless steel shiny scraper in the water. It's like a lure. Barracuda are going to. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay, barracuda. <laughs> I've seen him in the marina. They're just riding around yeah, like right, this, yeah. you know. So, like, the next month I'm in there, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm building up my lungs. So now sure. I can actually get all the way to the bottom of my keel, and I can lay on my back between, and I can actually scrape the bottom of my keel on one breath and get back up. And that's, like, one round, then I'll do one side, and then I'll do the other. So, like, I've been getting better at that. So, like, the second month I did it, I'm on the I, I haven't. I still have my scraper. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't have a. Right. They don't sell a not silver scraper. I was gonna say, the hell's this guy it? smoking? You know what I mean? Like, he's been at sloppy journalism. Like, I'm, I'm over there scraping away, and the same thing. I like, I come up, and it was like, I, I turn around, and it was like, it was nose to nose, man, like a six footer. And oh. you're just like, whoa, man! And like, he's the, he's right here. And, and, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I got my snorkel out, and I'm like, just dead still. I'm like. What do I? My heart's like pounding, you know. And I just, I went to like just kind of go up because I was like right near the surface of the water. And, yeah. and as soon as I moved like a millimeter, he was like, boink, gone. And I'm like, right on the bottom, like thirty feet in a, a nanosecond. Wow. This big and like the the thrust from him like hit my chest. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Since then, I figured out what he means about. So like, I spray paint a little bit of flat black. black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have flat black scrapers now. Yeah. 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 He's got a special hat he wears on the back. Says, "Fuck off, Barracuda." Did you, no, have no. You, has that guy seen you with your flat black scraper yet? Oh, I showed him. Yeah. Oh, you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like all proud walking up. I like made a little lanyard for it. And I had it oh, on, you my, did? I had on my wetsuit. I have a little belt, and I'm like strutting down the dock. Like, Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see what you. Mean about the shiny scraper? That's right. <laughs> I had I had a big I had a big like nine hundred pound manatee, and they're peaceful. Like, but I'm from Cleveland. Yeah, that's an intimidating. Still large makes you want to shit your pants. Animal, nine hundred pound something. It's you know yeah. it's and you're in his yeah. habit. You know, right. like they, yeah, they'll, they'll like snuggle up with you. They're great. Yeah. But second month I live, third month I live down there. I don't know. It's a big animal in the water. What it's like my ex wife. Big, scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, snuggle up with you. And you know, I feel this like rough dolphin thing fucking, yeah. against my leg, you know. Yeah. And it, this thing was <laughs> snuggling. Literally like, snuggling up like snuggling. And I'm like, dude, I, I literally, I think. Three o'clock at the bar. I think okay. I let out a little poop. I literally think I was a little 900 pound house cat. Yeah. It's a 900 pound <laughs> sea cat. Yeah. He looks like a manatee looks like a giant turd. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. And actually, that manatee comes to visit me all the time now. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, so like, but I'm in his area, you know. But he was just like, he was actually like trying to like, the hairs on my leg underwater were interesting to him. He was feeling them with his like, this weird mouth thing that opens up. The vagina mouth? Yeah, the vagina. And I was like, wow, dude, this thing's going to bite my leg. And it's like, no, they eat plants. Like, they, they, you know, they eat plants. <laughs> they have no <laughs> interest in you whatsoever. I'm like, where's my fucking spear gun? <laughs> We're all going to eat manatee tonight. Yeah. We're going to jail for 40 years. <laughs> the tribe will be so happy that I went to jail for 40 years. <laughs> Manatee. What's it taste like? A little like eagle. <laughs> oh my god. That's a. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, my sister lives down, so she lives in Coral Gables. She lives, you know, just right outside of Miami, there, um, within the shadow of the Biltmore Hotel. Okay. So fucking good place to live. 
Um, we're hoping it'll all be there when they go back. Because, yep. uh, you know, the Biltmore, the Biltwell. Better hope so. Yeah, she, I was listening to her talk about all the techniques that they have for saving their shit. And it's kind of interesting. The first thing is all your yard <coughs> furniture goes in the pool. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pools don't blow away. Can see that? In well, pools, <laughs> remember when my pool did? Well, your pool's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> your pool, your trampoline, and your mobile home. My hip, my hip tub. <laughs> my pool blew away. Yeah, um, I just we're kind of listening to all that stuff, and it makes a good logical argument for having shutters on everything. Functional shutters. Functional shutters Functional on every shutters. damn thing. Yeah. A, a kid I knew in high school, or excuse me, college, his brother had a business down there, and he moved down there, and that's all they do is screened-in porches and stuff like Florida. that. Oh, which every, and they're like, they're everything like, south of Orlando has those. They're like, we love it. Every time a hurricane comes through, we get a ton of business. We work our nuts off, but like we make all of our money during the hurricane. I wonder if this one, if it's going to be, I think it might be a game-changer. I mean, this one looks serious. I, yeah. I have friends that are, are that stayed behind, and now yeah. they wanted to leave, and they can't. Right, they, and, they've uh, definitely passed the safe zone of moving. And uh, you know, I just talked to. But it's not supposed to make landfall till like Sunday, Sunday right? Morning. Sunday morning. Well, if you like jump in the eye. car right now and headed, that's north, when the you, eye makes landfall. But no, just, you know, 150 you know, miles they're getting hit by a mile of really fast wind it's is going to. I don't know. There's no fuel. I'm naive. Oh, you can't get out. Afternoon, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be real. And, you know, it sucks, man. Well jump in the seven, 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 if that doesn't sure. sound like a lot, get in the interstate, do 75, and stick your head out, out the window. <laughs> yeah. And then get out. Wait, yeah. I thought what you're supposed to do is wow. sell your boat out to sea during the hurricane so it doesn't get smashed up on the dock. Yeah. And you know what? And that was actually something we considered. That's what I saw in the movies. That's what they do with um, cruise ships and shit. They take about I, I have some friends that yeah. sailed up to Fort Myers thinking that they'd be on the path, now they're directly in the path. And I have a group of five friends and five boats that sailed to the south side of Cuba, there's a hurricane hole. Oh, and there's okay. a big mountain range in Cuba, and yeah. this thing's going to skirt the north end of Cuba. And I would have went to Cuba because uh, that's actually a really good. If this thing took a more southerly track, they'd be just screwed there. Hey, Cuba, and I pretty take good today. Because my insurance would not cover me on the southern shore of Cuba. It doesn't sound like your insurance is going to cover you for right. shit. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it now, it's probably not going to cover you yeah, if you're sitting in Cleveland. Could you have sailed up the Mississippi somehow? Under full sail, I'm running. There's a creek. It's called Shit. If you could have went up Shit Creek, you would have been good. And, and other, you know, I have a, I have a You're up to Shit Creek now. non-turbo, badass little power yeah. plant in my boat. Uh, at 2,000 RPM, I run seven knots. I burn one gallon per hour. And I have 175 gallons on board. I mean, I have a freaking yeah. range. Yeah, I can, range can easily, without raising the sail, I can get to Chesapeake Bay without even thinking about looking at my fuel. That's not hiding the rocket. That's not hiding the rocket. You're only losing... All the time. Yeah. <laughs> the hurricane is going faster than you. Yes. And it's as wide as the peninsula of Florida. Yeah. 14 yeah. miles an hour is what they were saying Irma was traveling yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's double like, my what, speed. 400 yeah. diameter? 400? That's the size of Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six, yeah. 600. You're going to get both the, the West Coast and the East Coast. You need a hydroplane and cat. It's like a giant roof. Okay. You know, I, I remember before I knew anything about boats or boating, or, you know, I had boats on Lake Erie. You know, I, I've been. 
boating. I've actually been looking at boats. Different worlds. Yeah, that's good. Golf, just keep so. looking. Keep looking. Yeah. 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 I've been I'll looking for. Find a bunch of cheap ones. I've been looking for years, and that's yeah. probably the right way to go. The best thing is find somebody like one of your good friends that nobody ever wants to go on a boat with them because he kind of sucks at boating. Yeah. And then go out on his boat and like, hey, dude, let me try it. And you know, I'm all about propping somebody else up on a boat. Like, uh, buy this boat. Right. I'll totally fucking help you, <laughs> I'll dude. I'll go in with you. I'll even go in with you. I'll totally. You know what I mean? You know, and one of the earliest lessons I remember this. You buy the gas. I'll keep it running. He said, whatever you do, don't ever try to outrun a storm. Right. Know that it's coming and plan accordingly and be out of the water or out of the way. Ask ask the, what was it, Edmund Fitzgerald or whatever? And and Lake Erie is a a tempest. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a dangerous. I love sailing in South Florida. It's great, man. It's like the easiest. I'm the laziest sailor. So, like, literally, like, the less I have to do, like, I trim my sails, I get them up. And, you know, a lot of time I have a two-mast, but I have a mitzen mast. And sometimes before, and that's the only mast and the only sail I can't control from the cockpit. I have a center cockpit boat. And everything else I can I can do right from the cockpit. Nice. So it's the only sail I have to get out of the away from the, we put the autopilot on, get back there and do the sail. So, like, nine times out of ten, I raise the mitzen mast at the dock. I have a sail up, and I, like, pull out of my engine. And people are like, ooh, your sail's up. And you're, like, driving out of the dock. Yeah, or I come in and... You know, like my one sail yeah, still up. Because I don't have to get out of this. Yeah, yeah once yeah. the boat's out, then I'll go dick around and put the sail down and bag it up. And, you know, I'm su- and my other sail, my head sail and my main sail are on roller furling. So they just oh, nice. roll, and it's just like, I just mm. cranks and cranks, and the thing's like, bing, comes flying out, and it's like, cool, you know. But the water's really forgiving. It's, re- it's really buoyant. It's unlikely. Because it's, it's so, so salty. salty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> super buoyant, you know, and, and it's just... Uh, on the way down in January, I was sucks you under. I was in yeah. ten. I was in ten foot seas in January, uh, last week of January. Coming, I, I sailed down the intercoastal. I didn't sail. I motored down the intercoastal all the way through uh, from Fort Pierce all the way down to Biscayne Bay. All these bridges, you time it. And it, was, it was a great thing, you know. Learn how to use all my navigation equipment. Um, Basically, you, you plug the bridge in on your, your waypoint so you see when you're going to arrive. And then I have a book of all the bridges and what time they open. Some are on the hour, some are on the half hour. And once you set it as your waypoint, you see your arrival time. So if you know the bridge opens at 11 a.m. Yeah, sure. and, and you're scheduled to arrive at uh, 10.54, that bridge is an opening, and you've got a four-mile-hour current going with you. So my boat at seven knots, if I drop it into neutral and put it in reverse, I need about a mile in a four-mile-an-hour current, to like a freight train, to stop. So yeah. you have to you plan all that, and it was great, because I got to figure all that out. Nice. Or or you know that like you're going to get there at 11.06, you better like kick it up, man. You better yeah. run another three or 400 RPMs and get another knot or two. To see if it changes your time. Otherwise, you're going to be doing circles, waiting another half hour yeah, for the bridge. And, that, and I, I had to do it a couple times because I just missed. Uh, they had an accident, and the one didn't open on time, or you know whatever. But we got down to Biscayne Bay, and it's like, oh man, we get to, I get to sail the new boat. Yeah, this is awesome. Shut the engines off. Oh, it's ten foot seas <laughs> with wind on the nose. <laughs> can't sail. Can't sail shit. So you're like, mud, it's just like going through, and, and you know, ten foot sea. 10-foot waves on Lake Erie, you're dead. Yes. You're going to die. Yeah. So you Small crack advisory, you nobody... So it's 10-foot, and the wind's coming this way. You can't tack into it because 10-foot waves are going to be rolling you over. You know, you can tack... That's the lazy, right? I told you about lazy. Yeah. That's all great. Set your sail out on this side. Go, like, you know, half-mile. Then, like, furl everything in. And then, like, the wind's going to push in. You unfurl it and do it on this side and go back. And now you've gone one mile and it's taking you three hours. 
Screw that. You're literally you're pissing in. You're literally pissing into the wind. Yeah, I mean, if you have no other option, great. But I, I'm like, eh. is the frequency like greater than like Lake Erie? They're like boom, boom. Yeah, boom, and boom, that's boom, the thing. It's all sick. it's all really like you, you, there's a rhythm to it. The ocean does have a rhythm, and you know you, you hear like. Uh, Fair winds and following seas right, and all yeah. following that following seas like kick ass. Uh, following seas like, are literally. Like, You're going. Yeah, this is cool. You know? yeah. So like there is there's so much more of a rhythm and, and being a Lake Erie boater, it's just like you know, it, Lake Erie's a panic stricken. It like, is. It's a fucking grudge match. Oh, dude, I've yeah, been out there. I've been out there on a 24 yeah. foot trophy center console that I had, like doing some perch fishing and stuff. And you're like, oh look, look at Kelly. You know, that's about Kelly's Island out there. Wow, it's dark. Yeah, we should probably get the anchor up and you know, perch are kind of like slowing down. Get everything up and put still all the rods and stuff. Fire up the engine and it's like it's from in your pocket. Calm, and you're now you're in six and a half footers and you're going holy shit. Yeah. You see downtown, then you see water, and you see downtown, and you're just like God, get me back. You know, just get me back to East Fifty Fifth, please. You know, everything turns green. <laughs> oh, this is awful. That's the only time you ever pray to get you back to East Fifty Fifth. The only time ever. So we were coming off Block Island one time. I'm on a ferry boat. This is a big ferry. You know, six floors. The whole bottom floor probably holds 50 cars. I mean, full semis and stuff. I've been on that ferry. And it was literally like, like you say, it was like daylight and then water. And you're talking huge waves. I mean, yeah. 30, 40 footers or whatever out in the open ocean. Like, And it was blasting over the bow. Like, you couldn't even go, you know, like stay inside because you're going to get washed off our deck. Have you encountered any rogue waves, though? Yeah, I mean, it, it, in ten foot seas, you're going to get echoes, and you're going to get things yeah. that you know. So I'm sounds I'm like going, Key West about to experience one giant one. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Lucky a beautiful thing about having a forty six thousand pound sailboat. It's like a forty six thousand pound bobber. Like you know, you power, but you like slam the thing shudders, and you're just like racking against you know twelve thousand pound power, but it's a lot different. A big sailboat, it's like a bobber. You're just like wee. It's just kind of like it's like really fluid. The motion is really natural. It's just kind of like you don't look like you're making any headway until you look at your your, your chart plot and you're like, wow, man, I've gone four miles. Kill it. So what, what, what kind of boat? I have 45. I had. I have. You're still, right now, it's Schrodinger's boat. You have it, but you <laughs> might not. <laughs> I have had. I it had it have, exists in a quantum know, state. A 45 foot Morgan. Oh. Yeah. The big blue water cruiser, a catch rig, yeah. you know, twin mast. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a very tough thing to be thinking about. And I, my heart goes out to you for what you're going through, what your brain is going through right now, because it's, it's just like. Everything in the world that you fought so damn hard, but worked so hard to get, and you you doubled down. You literally went down there to buy a boat to work on it, and what you've done instead is you bought a boat and started another boat business. Yeah, right. And, it's yeah. Been great. and now I've learned so much from this experience. Even in six months, yeah, uh, I've you know the paper is the paper. We right. we made money, and right. like we were like, wow, this yeah, is yeah, it's, it's it's nothing uh, short of amazing. So we're gonna do it somewhere else, and, and actually, the wife and I have been talking our, our plan from here. You know, being a like refugee, early, you're like yeah, here, he doesn't get too that might be my boat. You just look at Google and sometimes your own ship. No, yeah. that's that's the exact boat. It's a Morgan 452. Pass it around. Yeah, that's the same color as my so sales. Try, try to start well, a business off of Somalia now. I think. We're <laughs> I'll go on a pirate cruise. That exists. You can go pirate hunting. They actually have a cruise where they load you up on a boat and you can go pirate hunting. Check that out. I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. With guns. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
So we, uh, I think from here we have an offer to go and stay with my friends in Mexico City for a while. After this, and, and it's they have daily flights, Key West Airport of Mexico City, 65 bucks. And so if we rebuild in Key West, we might actually go and do it from Mexico City. Because I really wanted to expand this business. Uh, I really want to look at Guatemala, Dulce Rio area. I mean, there's there's a huge, the Western mm. Caribbean, the dollar's really strong. The security's a lot better than it was. The governments are stabilized-ish. But, yeah. but you know, we're, we're really looking at this. It's, it's the Western Caribbean is, is kind of like the Bahamas. Everybody from Fort, if you want to go to the Bahamas, you might as well just go to Fort Lauderdale and look at all the same rich ass ass. Same people. This is the same people. That are and pay there. twice as much. Yeah, pay, you know. So, like, that's tainted. And the, and the Western Caribbean down there is, like, a little too far for, like, those people to really go. And Costa Rica was like that years ago. Yep. I know you're yep. a Costa I went to Costa Rica yep. in the 90s, and yep. it's like then versus now, you're like, what the hell happened? Costa Rica has gotten <laughs> modified. Uh, and it's harder and harder to find parts of Costa Rica that won't take a dollar. Ten yeah. percent of the population are Bush Republicans. I don't doubt it. For a second. <laughs> it used to be the Brits. The Brits yeah, were down the Brits there. Brits were all down there. Like, oh, they, they, they fled there. Now it's just like yeah. you know, this yeah. sucks. So I think I think Guatemala. We're going to really look at expanding what we were doing in Key West. Uh, in my long term mm-hmm. plan, I would like to own a couple boats, run B and Bs, have it self generating. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you, you get to these tourist spots. And people, there's a, there's a craving for a different experience. We know what it's like to stay in a hotel. Right. How many hotels have you guys stayed in collectively? I mean, yeah. from from shitty like two star red roof ins to Hyatt Regencies that are awesome. It's a hotel. That's how you I know. picked my spot in Costa Rica. Was we looked at Costa Rica and beaches in Costa Rica until we found one that didn't have the ubiquitous white. 12-story tall resort building. Right. And we looked at all of Costa Rica, pictures of the beaches, until we saw beaches that had none of that. And we're like, okay, that's a good start. So now we can look a little bit more at that area, look at that town, and find out why they don't have the 12-story white resort buildings. Because it's and this much harder to get through than those ones. Or this, yeah, or, or it's just the place where Costa Ricans go to surf. Right. So it's just... The people that tend to be there tend to not be interested in the resort-type hotel experience. There's a bunch of little mom-and-pop hotels. There's no big, giant resort hotels. I think the idea of, you know, people go on cruises. You want to pay extra because you want the water view. The water view. You want this. You, want that, you, know, you pay more for that hotel room because it's on the water sure. There might the be water. a There might be a four-lane road between the hotel and the water, yeah. but it faces the damn water. And you're on vacation, on, damn it. Yeah. You know, you're every hotel, hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Well, yeah. I want to offer, like, there's no more on the water than on a boat. You're on the water, man. You want to come and go as you please? Right. It's got all the amenities of a hotel room. Right. You know, Nobody's going to knock on the door. You know. Throw a couple of bicycles on the rack so they can go fuck off and explore shit. I recently purchased a two-person kayak that comes along with the boat. It's 75 bucks for right. a four-hour rental for a kayak at the closest place to where my boat yes. is. I bought... A, I, Paid four hundred bucks used for the right. sweet kayak, a nice setup. Right. It comes with the boat, and I right. tell everybody, I'm like, here it is, man, have fun. And have like fun. people are like, whoa, and I'm writing these mangroves. They can explore yeah, they can and stingrays, and they yeah. can do, you know. I leave all the safety gear and everything. If they, if they want me to go, like I had uh, a lady who was older, she's like in her fifties, and she right. traveled by herself, and you know, it's really cool. And uh, she's like, I'd love to kayak, but I don't want to go by myself. I'm like. Dude, let's about noon. Yeah. I got two and a half hours this afternoon. Let's go. I'll paddle. Let's go. Right. I need the exercise. She's like, how much extra? I'm like, what? I'd go anyway. Right. Let's <laughs> just go. Congratulations. So, you know, she sat in the front. I sat in the back, and I took her all around, and she was just like, wow. I mean, 
the, that, that customer service, that yeah. personalized service, I, that's what we really want to try to expand on. Because the keys, unfortunately, has changed too over the, from nice. the first time I've been there. Yeah. The millionaire, the billionaires are kicking out the millionaires. <laughs> it's, it's one of these, you know, everybody's just money grabbing everything. You know, Four hundred dollar <laughs> hotel room that has cockroaches, mm. or you know, come on, give me a break. And there, you know, there, there's only so much of it because they're they're literally waterlocked. You can't make more. You can't. So every square foot is spoken for. My wife and I are travelers, and we're travelers on a budget. And, yeah. and everybody wants bang for their buck. Yeah. And down there, uh, it, it's not really, the, you don't get quality for your money sometimes. Yeah. And, that, and that goes in the food, and that goes oh, into yeah. the, the lodging, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I felt like I had an opportunity to provide, like, what would Adam and Megan, my wife, right. what, what would we enjoy doing down here? We, dude, if we met me and oh, yeah. down there, and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, we'll take out a kayak. Cool, right. let's go. It'd be sweet. I mean, we'd be like, wow, this is yeah. still killer, you know? So I think that that's what we want to strive to do and, and do it post-hurricane, whatever. I mean, these things can be replaced. And, and of course I hope I, the bridges stay up. I hope, that those, I hope that all survives so that people can get back to the Keys to put their lives together. Lies back together after uh, after this happens. Oh, I didn't even think so about is that. One eight hundred Adams boat. <laughs> right now, listening all, audience. Right now, all charter services suspended. suspended. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not going to drop this yeah. for a couple of weeks anyhow. I, I actually one of the hardest things to do in the last forty eight hours was return deposits. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> Pay the insurance guy, and I, I've been bleeding out. Bleeding money. Bleeding. And so, like today, oh today I went to today I went to Value World. And I'm like, yeah, here's some jeans that sort of fit. Four bucks. Yeah, yeah. man. All right, right. I, I got that in the account. <laughs> Maybe. Wait. Okay. Yeah. And my Value in-laws are like, if you guys need some money, we'll loan you some money. And so like, Thank can God. I get about uh, thirty grand, please? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where you take the opportunity to sell them. My books. kids are safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to retire to the Keys? <laughs> it's great. Uh, you know, and we'll, we'll, I got a great boat down there. I can almost tell you where it is. There's one thing that it I It sounds I know. like you're hooked. Yeah, there's yeah, one thing that I know. Like, I love Cleveland, and I've lived in Cleveland through when Cleveland sucked. And now Cleveland's kind of getting awesome. I mean, it's getting a reputation for being awesome. It is. Yeah. When you go around the country, people right. are like, oh, Cleveland, yeah, man, they're cool. Yeah. They're, they're coming up. Yeah. and. It sucks at like, well, I'm done with Cleveland. I'm not really done with Cleveland. Of no. course, where do we run when there's a problem? We come back here because there is comfort. Cleveland there will is, always be here. Don't there, worry there about is, it. There yeah. is familiarity. Yeah. I mean, should I we'll leave the lights on for you. breakfast this morning? <laughs> yeah. Gave, gave, gave yeah. Jess and Ken a big hug. And yeah. They're coming down and they booked their airline tickets in November to come see us. Oh, they're coming to see you guys. And I'm like, well, yeah. I was in Katrina after the hurricane. It's a little sloppy for a year or two. So, that could be your new. That could be your new thing. If you have a boat that survives, you're gonna. You could be like, come down, help the clean out, at, clean up after and everything. Tourism. Disaster tour. We'll take you on the board. Yeah. We'll take it. Disaster tour. Almost like the Bubba Gump thing, you know. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to get all them shrimps. I'm going to get all them shrimps. You know what? You know what ain't being done out there right now? Shrimping. Shrimping. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now, realistically, I mean, we're, we'll do something, and uh, and you know, uh, yeah, I've, my anxiety and stress is through the roof. I think about if I just had you hide room. it well. I tell you, man, I commend your. Uh, well, your what can you do though? Like, no, you got a good attitude. One of my defense mechanisms in life is to just make a joke it's about to be it. funny because about it. really, yeah. it is. It's a fucking joke. Could I mean, you could you have I a mean, business though? What else, the fuck else are you gonna like, do? I mean, cherry picking freshwater boats off of Lake Erie that have never seen salt. Yeah. There's guys doing it and trailering yeah. them oh, down yeah. to yeah, Florida. It's a whole industry. But the thing is, they have to be made for salt water. They have heat exchangers for... Yeah, there's, there's okay. an industry for it, though. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that's uh, that's, something... That, that game's been played for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Now yeah. I need to clarify when Phil said shrimpin', he actually meant catching shrimp. Totally Phil to just actually catch shrimp. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The other shrimpin' ain't going on either because they got mud in their toes and stuff right now. Right. Super gross. Super gross. So, do we have any motorcycle things coming up? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, so, I, I do want to say. Well, it burned up about 120. Oh, my God. Uh, one minute and 20 seconds. Or one hour and 20 seconds. That's good. Sorry. No, that was beautiful. I was going to say, after hearing this shit about the hurricane on the news every time you turn on the TV, right. I was so sick of it every time it would come on and turn it off, but I was I was just enthralled really? by everything you had to say there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's every time we see anything on the news, my wife and I are rooting for you. Yeah. So, like, we're rooting for you, we're rooting for my sister, and you guys were both running north at the same time. I was just like, come on, you guys can make it, you can make it. And, like, you're sitting there going, well, the clutch is going, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, shit. If How I see my sister water, Megan pass Adam, I told them, I was like, look for a white, what looks like a single Because <laughs> my sister's in, she knows. And I was like, if you see what looks like a white synchro with a bunch of gas gas, stop the traffic, you stop. Remember where we're Oh, remember, we're pulling for you. Yeah. Right. Just, just to recap, <laughs> we're pulling we had for so you. many highlights and lowlights on the trip oh here. God. One of the highlights, though, was, was like, we finally have crossed the Ohio River on 71. Yeah. We're like, this is the freaking home stretch, man. Just like, just, no, nah, we're there. Like, now it's like not, fe- you know, like my buddy can come down in a truck and a trailer yeah. and yeah, get, get us. Like, yeah. Dude, we're four we're hours. Inside the wire, we're inside the wire. We can the wire. taste it. We yeah. can taste it. We can taste it. So we're, we're climbing, you know, 71 is like a nice long grade, right? When you get through the tunnel yeah. there and everything, you start coming up. Oh, man. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden, I start smelling it. I'm smelling the clutch. Ooh. And I'm looking, and it's like 3,000, 4,000, 4,800 oh, RPM. Yeah. doing that. I'm barely feathering the gas. And we're on a grade, which is the death of a Vanagon anyway. Any, any long grade. The clutch. So I throw it down into third. It's like, slipping up and I'm like, shit, man. You know, this sucks. And I'm spinning the clutch. I mean, yeah, I it's hard to not be able to touch the gas. It's turned into an automatic now. Well, it turned into a fireball. Right. So oh. all, I think I... I Overheated thing so much that sure. all the gear oil in the it coked up, it burned, yeah, and so we up. have black smoke pouring yeah. out. And dude, the whole tailgate is all black. And yeah. shit. Don't stop. And and my Do wife's like, oh my god, we're on fire. People are flashing their lights and yeah. pointing and shit, and it smells yeah, like burning gear oil and clutch yeah. material. And we're just like, don't stop. I'm like, there's turbulence in there. It'll consume whatever it's fuel it needs to consume. It's contained in the bell house. Right. Dude, I'm going for it. Yeah, you gotta go gotta stop. It. it was like every episode of Black Sheep. What do we do, Peppy? Yeah. <laughs> we got down to 33 miles Three an hour second laps. gear. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then it, the road leveled off, and I got into third gear. And like the smoke started to dissipate, and the smell was just my kids or my nine year olds going, Dad, I can't breathe, and all this shit. I'm going, Just stick your head out. The you can take. Well, I, got, I can't take my seatbelt off. I'm like, Take your damn seatbelt off and stick your head out of the sliding window. I don't care. Just shut up. I, I'm freaking out, you know, like yelling at him. Like, like, you know? He's like, I don't want to take my seatbelt off. I'm scared. I'm like, Then breathe the smoke and shut up, you know. Like, total, like, total stress. Congratulations, Adam. You're a dad. <laughs> 
know. It's like you, you know, officially became my father. <laughs> you know, I've got like truck drivers like flipping me off and people like all concerned not calling nine one one because there's fire coming out of the blast. That's crazy. You know, and our three year olds like sound asleep in the car seat. <laughs> like, no, he's you know? he's inundated with uh, smoke. Yeah, you know, it's like he has a pulse. Check your brother's pulse. You know. But uh, so it's ready. But there. What color is he? So it, it starts to level off. You know. Third gear and it's like grabbing. I hit fourth gear. I'm doing 67, Holy 68, shit. 69, Ooh. 70. Dude, I did 81, 82, 4,400 RPMs. And you cooked all, off all that gear oil. Yeah. It did. And then yeah. right in Medina, when it starts doing this yeah. again, it was Played slipping like time. crazy. Yeah. But it was funny. It was like, I think it like heated things up no, and cleaned things clean up. Your situation. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten to the point with my RV that I don't even let, like, when something happens, I'm not even letting off the gas. No. Like, boom. That's just one of the tires gone. That's okay. We'll be fine, honey. I'll pull over the next stop. We're not slowing down. I only have four warning lights. All of a sudden, the engine goes from It's just the muffler fell off. The water tank falls off. The water tank falls off. Well, the thing's still driving away. When you walk by it, it smells so bad. It's rank. It is just like the most gross smelling. I relate to your kids because my dad had a Squareback, uh, we have Squareback, but in a, a Type Four, mm-hmm. four twelve, and we're driving along, and the the voltage regulator stuck, and it boiled all the sulfuric acid yeah. out of the bag. Yeah. We're there. back, and we're like, which yeah. is up under the seat. Oh, yeah. Our yeah. eyes yeah. are burning. We can't breathe. <laughs> Our eyes are burning. Everything we can't Shut do here. I'm melting. <laughs> you can't roll the windows down. You can't do it. What is sulfuric acid? Yeah, because there, there's the windows in the back of that don't roll down. Well, they don't roll. They down. don't roll down. You're just in a sulfuric acid bomb. Right. And we were transporting like 52 cases of cores because you couldn't, couldn't get buy it here. East of the Was Jerry Reed busy? Oh my God! The car is full. You couldn't find Bandit One. You dumb trucker! Don't you know that transporting cores near east of the Mississippi is bootlegging? What fucking low budget version of Smokey and the Bandit were you in? But but Big E just dared me to. (laughs) (laughs) But he was in a square back, so it was Smokey and the Bandit. (laughs) It was hard to not be hard on the kids. I mean, you know, they had to watch their mother and I, like, pack up our entire lives in nine hours. We right. couldn't tend to their needs. And, no. you know, they're like little boys. They, like, needed to eat. They needed to play. They wanted to do this. They had, like, oh, look, I caught this lizard. And they're like, fuck, I don't give a fuck about the lizard. Yeah. God damn it. I got right. 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 You feel like yeah. such a yeah. shitbag parent, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. it's 11 o'clock. You're pulling yeah. out of the marina. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. there. And it's, like, the first hour on the road. They're sound asleep with little angels in the back. And you're like, God, we got our kids out of here. We're good. And you know what? We are the shittiest parents, but we survived. We're better with us. And you know what? The thing is, like, we had eight and a half hours of screaming at them. Yes. Uh-huh. And like we, we put our three-year-old yep. in the car seat like at 7 o'clock in the evening. Yep. And he sat in that damn thing. No, you just strap him in. Dude, we strap him in. Just so you know where the fuck he is. Occasionally yeah. walked by, smelled his crotch. Yeah. No, nope, he didn't shit himself. We're good. You know, like, yeah. it was just like, dude, it was like insane. I've never, you know. We have to do that to Michael right Fresh every now and then in the middle of our right I was going to say, dude, that sounds like a, that sounds like a rally. <laughs> <laughs> is he breathing? Yeah. Is he shit himself? Yeah. 
it. Nope. Good. Good. <laughs> there are kids right now sleeping in mobile homes. Yeah. I know. Down in Miami. And yeah. you didn't do that. We, we, we lived exactly. in a, a very interesting part of town. It was like the Haitian ghetto. Um, and then I, I always laughed at my wife. I said, you know, we had Is that a beautiful, you your boat? Yeah, we had a beautiful <laughs> home in West Park. Yeah. You know, and what we're paying for this one slip is double the mortgage we had on a beautiful home. And we got to drive through like little Haiti. Right. And then it's like at the end of the road and you turn, there's a gate, a security gate, and you go in and it's like kind of this nice little quaint marina. But it's like to get there, right. like when our family yeah. came down, we're like, oh yeah, so there's like mattresses mm-hmm. and shit all on the side. It's like Save the Children, yeah. Sally Struthers commercial. Right. It's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, little it's, kids it's on like, the side yeah. of the road, flies on their face. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's like really, really kind of <laughs> like. You know, and it's where the work and that's key. West. The people, yeah. the people that the support naked the industry, children running around. They, they support the industry. They right. can't live in Key West. We no. live on Stock Island. It's three miles from Duval Street. Right. But it's really the working class people, and, it, mm. and it's an interesting. That guy can be a whole other five hour conversation sure. about the right. the diversity <laughs> there. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, they, what are those kids doing, man? Right. I, you know, yeah. my wife and I talked about that, and it's like a sad moment. Like they they don't have. We're fortunate. We had just enough money to pay this stupid insurance. We had just enough money to, like, if we had to get a clutch and transmission in Fort Myers at the one shop, I know the guy has one. Like, right. we could have figured out. Her parents could have wired us some cash. Like, we had, right. you have we had some. But those people yeah. have nothing. They, nothing. they have stuff. that. They have that trailer with like the same dirty mattresses leaning against it that have been there for six yeah. months, dude. You know, yeah. like that's what they had. That's their life, and that's. Yeah. And, and you know, there's kids. My ki- my kids go to school with, with their kids. kids. We yeah. know those kids. We see them in the morning. We drop the kids off at school. We say hi. We wave. Yeah. They're the same as us. But it's so weird. It, it makes yeah. you feel guilty in in such yeah. a weird way. Like God, man, I, want, I wonder what we could do. We can't do anything. We, we you go into that survival mode where it's the like, trick is if you stay down there, whether or not you are fucking Aquaman, you are another potential victim. You're another. Potential burden on what little health and human services they have. Right. Uh, emergency services down there are going to be busy with half of the people are going to be people that have an honestly terrible fucking thing happen to them. The other half of the people are going to be people that stayed to help. They're not even answering 911. Yeah. I mean, I spent a like, lot of can't. my early career as a medic, including right. EMS. Yeah. And it's like I have uh, I, I have knowledge and skill that could be useful. Right. And I feel the sense of guilt. I have a I have special friends. skill set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have friends that are down Don't there now, and I think, like, shit, man. Step on dude. one nail, yeah. and you're right. done. You are no longer part of the solution. You're part of the problem. I saw a, vi- a video yeah. where a guy was trying to save a truck. Did you see that? No. It was like in... Uh, might have been in uh, one of the Bahama chains or yeah. the Leeward Islands, yeah. and there's like a camera on the hotel room, and the wind is whipping, and this guy's like kind of hiding next to this box truck in a way, yeah. and the truck starts doing this towards him, and he stands up and he's like doing this, really? and, and the next gust of wind, it's like boom, right on top of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, who's gonna lift a truck off you? Exactly. Dude? You got right. three, four weeks before any services yeah. are there again. Yeah. Yeah, every potential healthcare worker, every potential first responder has the real chance of becoming a victim really quickly. The situation down there is so fluid. Um, any sort of any sort of that thing, water is terrible. Moving water takes you away like that, plus it hides everything. That, so tomorrow there's a city of Cleveland yeah. auction going on, and I was looking at some of the stuff that's going on, I'm like thinking... Look at that. That's a six-cylinder Ford right. massive trash pump with a fucking six-inch feed on it. I'm yeah. like, if this thing could be purchased and taken down to Florida in right. two days, 
It could be pumping out basements. It could be pumping water. But where do you pump it to? You're at sea level. Yeah. 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 It's that's, it's just all comes right back. That's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, you know. No. Yeah. There's compressors, there's cherry pickers yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, this is a whole I army saw, that could go I stopped somewhere. counting. There, there had, I, I stopped yeah. counting at 136 or something bucket trucks right. going down 71 yeah. and yeah. 75. Dude, it was like an army of bucket trucks yeah. and utility workers and all, like, and they were all in groups of like 6 to 10, like some whatever company. Kind of Dude, and it was like, wow, man, they were really ramping up. Yeah. They were heading there. And given what's going on in Texas, I mean, you know, you got I mean, Cleveland of, guys have gone to places, yeah. so yeah. there's a possibility yeah. they're heading out. Yeah, it's a it's a really scary thing. Uh, it's really, I mean, we're gonna move on to another Please. lighter topic. So, do you uh, think you're gonna be here for the, the <laughs> distinguished gentleman's ride? Right. I don't you're know. Be here for I, more I than so yeah, so September 24th is the distinguished gentleman's ride, which of course we're all pretty fucking excited about. And then, but, but let's just do chronological order. The Thursday before starts the AIM, which is the uh, the AIM Expo is the motorcycles. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say it's Burning Man, but it's like our CES. It's like our Vegas show. It's like our Comic Con. Man uh, show. Yeah. Motorcycles. Yeah. It's really. It is. Uh, so it's like all the new gear that's coming out. It's the national out. show. Okay. It's the national show, and now this is the first time it's been in Ohio. The uh, in the past three years it, it was Orlando, and then prior to that it used to be called the Indie Dealer Expo, mm-hmm. and we'd go to the Indie Dealer Expo, and that was its own spectacular occasion. And now it's just changed up a little bit. Now, does anyone know, is Thursday still dealers only, or is Thursday open for everybody? Thursday is dealer only. Okay, Thursdays is dealer only. We have dealer passes for anybody who wants to participate. So the Thursday is dealer only, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is public. Where is this located at? Columbus. 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 And uh, my weekend is going to be kind of interesting, because I think Thursday I'm going to be down at AIM. So I'll be down there, and I just got the email today. They're going to have an outside area with vendors, um, food trucks, and nine brands of motorcycles. What can be test ridden? Wow! Yeah, for real. So uh, they got that's Thursday. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Do we have it? I got a room booked for Wednesday night and Thursday night. Okay, so there you go. The uh, <laughs> party's on. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. We have an orgy if anyone else wants to come down. <laughs> smells like Vaseline in this room. I got a friend. <laughs> Does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> uh, I got a friend down there with a Volkswagen camper van. You could probably be and be out. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> we actually have a special twenty nine ninety nine per yeah, night. For Columbus. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not a tropical location. Right. A, you get a beautiful view of High Street. They, uh, you're parked right next to uh, Dick's Last Resort. You'd probably get arrested. Right. Parked next to Dick's Den, rather. Hey, look at but that's a. Uh, Come over here, little showman. If you are in the area where you can get to uh, Columbus area, that uh, AIM show, the AIM Expo, is a really going to be. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a thing for motorcycle enthusiasts. See all the newest gear, see all the newest bikes. There'll be some motorcycle men are going to be there. Thursday, be crazy. And, Thursday and Friday is dealers only. Saturday Thursday and Friday is dealers Saturday, only. Saturday, Sunday is open to everyone. Okay, so I'll be down there Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, we've got a big wedding here in town that a lot of us are committed to. And then Sunday is the DGR. And Mm -hmm. the... Not this Sunday, the 24th. Yeah, the last Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so the 24th. That's why we want to get these podcasts dropped real quick because we're talking about them. And we're trying to get more people to... What's that? Stay current. Stay current. And we have a lot of people that are contacting us. Uh, We've had a hell of a lot of emails about the DGR. The funny thing is we've gotten some contact from people who have DGRs in their city, and they're coming to Cleveland. Hmm. Yeah. 
Because ours They're is They're cashing awesome. it in and coming to ours and making it better. That's awesome. It's pretty awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that. So we got to make it big. Well, I don't know about making it big. I think it's going to happen on its own. The uh, I think It'll be big, big on part, its own. I did find out that the the Squire's Castle, which you know we're going to be stopping at Squire's Castle on the run, and uh, but I did find we tried to get permits so we could legally be at Squire's Castle and not be in violation of anything at Squire's Castle. There's a wedding there between two and four. So if we get to Squire's Castle before 1.30, I'd say we're golden. So I'm going to lay you into this bride. Well, at least we're already armed with that knowledge. We know there's a wedding between 2 and yeah. 4, so... They'll be, they'll be setting up way before that, though. The, their permit is from 2 to 4. Okay. Yeah, their permit is from 2 to 4. So I would think that if we got a permit from 1 to 2, that we'd be okay. But, I mean, you know, we're going to leave Porco at about noon. Yeah. <laughs> No, we were we were originally scheduled to leave at eleven. You see what I did there? <laughs> so, tell everybody eleven. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Leave at noon. <laughs> tell everyone eleven. We'll actually leave at noon. That's a good way to deal with Porco. Well, you're not getting from Porco through Bratnall no, and then back up the castle. We're not one on a Sunday. Right. Yeah, I think it would be lovely to have all these motorcycles with a bride and groom in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we're going to be dressed better than the wedding party, so. I mean, we There's all showed that. up. We, we all showed up. Got, Biggest wedding ever. Come right. here, sweetie. You want a picture bent over the scooter? Right. Have a drink. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Have a drink. Mm-hmm. Hey. So we're going to see what that can do. But Look the point under being, my kilt. Don't, don't think for a second that because they got it laid on for two to four, I'm not going to lay it on from noon to two. Because it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So we'll still be there. Now the difference is just going to be the background. Yeah. We'll line the bikes up in a way that we can get a picture with the castle behind it no matter what we do. So that's fine. You can't but, stop us. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> here's the good news. The thing that's happening at Larry's shop at BCF I'm is excited getting, about that because you know what? I've better. never been to BCF. Oh, you haven't? Never. Oh, yeah, me neither. Man. Oh, it's yeah, a real, it's a fucking gritty-ass, gritty, 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 dirty, gritty shop. I've seen plenty of pictures. Yeah. I'll, I'll well, agree I've seen with that scary Larry. So BCF is a, British, a, vintage, a vintage British motorcycle shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He don't work on anything fresh. Um, it's got to be old and British, or he doesn't care. And uh, Larry, Dude, latest, thing, latest thing he was posting on the Facebooks was a nice arrow square. Four. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's got a four. Yep, he's got some really. But cool that's not there. the first one or two that yeah. he's seen. So what's happening is in his uh, in his building because it's kind of a multi-unit industrial plaza he's in. So I guess a couple of units down from him is uh, a motorcycle fabricator shop. They're going to be open. So we're doing kind of an open house. So we're gonna roll in there, and hopefully there'll be you know coolers full of beverages, and I could linger there for a while. Well, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> the we're gonna make sure we're gonna make sure everybody has a chance to use the bathroom and get refreshed, depending <laughs> poor, on your level of freshness. Poor Larry, yeah. I, could, I could linger there. Yeah. It says so. We're gonna we're gonna hang out there for a minute, and then uh, we'll see how the game's going. If the game's going, if we need to stop at the Six Tavern or the Tavern on Six, they call it. If we need to stop there, we'll stop there. If not, we'll. Motor up to Fairmount and take the Millionaire's Row back to Cleveland. Uh, all that goodness, all that good deliciousness, and then uh, Porco's going to feed us dinner. Oh my God, sweet! You know. So yeah. it's Sailor Jerry, right? Yeah, yeah, it's game on. <laughs> you think there's going to be a fucking storm in Florida? <laughs> Even if you don't do the ride, you should be at Porco for that. Well, on this Sunday. is the idea. I think that the best way that you could possibly sell this is. This ride 
from the very beginning of us doing strange events like that, even before Porco was open and legally identified as being a bar, we used it as a landing spot for a few of our rides and for some of our events. And, you know, he's always been there with us. He's always, you know, Stefan and his staff have always been totally into whatever the fuck stupid thing we're doing, whether it's Monty Rockers or, or what. Or it's DGR. always been extremely comfortable to go there. Boy, it is. Yeah. It's real hard. But in fact, it's so comfortable there, it's hard to leave. It's hard to I leave. I told you, I had a hard time leaving last night. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks are so good. I showed up there in a, I showed up there in a, size, a sideways gale on a 2001 Harley-Davidson <laughs> with a, one, one, seriously, a blonde one of tire track. That's what I had. A 2001 Harley Davidson with factory red stock. One's even thinner. A red one's even thinner. That's true. <laughs> I may have had a red one. Uh, you could not have measured the tire groove on the front tire because it was the factory original 2001 tire. Mm. White wall tire on a Harley Davidson. Road King! Uh, which did remarkably well in the rain, all things considered. I'd like to think that I had all that ballast and the 61 horsepower or the 60 horsepower wasn't going to get me into any real trouble. All right. And I pulled into Porco, and it was just pure, pure water. You know, I was waiting for any moment for like a carp to go flying. Was by. it a jet ski moment? It was a jet ski <laughs> moment. And uh, yeah, I pulled into Porco, parked in the uh, patio because who? It's fucking cold. As I shit saw out. the picture. I'm Who's like, going to be using that? It looks like you pulled right up in the patio. <laughs> I didn't did pull right up in the patio. Patio Phil. It was Patio Phil. <laughs> yeah, I opened up both doors. I both opened up both of the historic doors to Porco. Pulled the Harley right in. Back the Harley right in, went inside and got myself schnookered. Those are those doors are from Contiki. They are from the Contiki, from the original Contiki, downstairs the Sheraton in Cleveland, Ohio. The uh, so I that's meant the boat. Yeah, because because Tor had those big heavy doors on his boat. Tor Heyerdahl or whatever his name is. That the uh, but that's our start. So our start is a Porco start, and then drive, 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 mansion, 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 blah blah blah, loud noises, motorcycles, etc. And then you know Larry, Larry. Then we'll see Larry. Larry, Larry. Squares, squares, desk. Larry. Then uh, Route Six, maybe Route Six Tavern, maybe not. Then drive back, more Porco. I think that's a good Sunday. Oh yeah, sounds like a Sunday to me. Sleep in Monday. Yeah. Oh, glad I don't have to work Monday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here's the Monday. Oh fuck, the kids still have jury duty next day. On Monday? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to show up to jury duty. Did you tell them you're a police officer? Fucking wall-eyed man. (laughs) Always tell them you're a police officer. You'll never go. You'll never go. I work for this city that I have jury duty, and I think they know I work. Yeah, they know the game. Uh, Yeah, but they also know your politics. I I can't imagine I keep you on a jury. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine I'd be trying to get you off the jury as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Both sides, I've prosecution hung, I've hung and defense. I've three juries in the past. You've <laughs> just, just for fun. Just to lock that just shit up. Fun. Oh, really? Which way is it going to go? The judge yelled at me for being, for uh, going out for being and drunk and drinking. Oh! oh. I know that was against the rules. For being obstinate. Okay, one, it's not against the law. Is so, it isn't? I don't think so. Why need he yell Right. Because he's, he's a judge, and I hear that they're so funny it's that coming way. to my attention that one of the jurors is drinking at lunchtime. And you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you expect? He says, it's me. Yeah. And? Can I go now? Yeah. <laughs> They'll kick you off during duty if you tell them you're an alcoholic. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm I know, but you can tell them that, and they'll let you go. 
<laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm going to for a drink at lunch. <laughs> oh, just, I mean, just to say you smoke pot. Oh, yeah. It was a long time ago. If I take my lunch break and you say in my lunch break? hour or whatever, you say and I you use any beers, sort of substance, that's my fucking business. Caffeine, you know, nicotine, or it's not no, a lunch no, break. No, I'm no. still on duty. Okay. I'm yeah. still at work. They're not you real. Know, they're 20, not real. Twenty-five powerful. years ago, when you went out to lunch, you were allowed to drink a couple of beers. Talking about when I my coffee. Oh, right? Nobody had an issue with it. If you went to the city, nobody had an issue. It just depends on how up how high up you are. If you're high up enough up, you can go out and drink on your lunch. No, break. if you're if you're in the union, you can go out and drink. All right, so 25 time. years ago, they were able to do it. And what's the end of your story? So the story is now you have to pop a few pros. Dude, the last time I was on jury duty, I went over to the end of the barristers for a big corned beef sandwich yeah. and some whiskey. <laughs> in that order and damn if I didn't see one of the judges of I won't mention his name but he used to be a football player right uh, <laughs> and he's a good guy too yeah. D- Dick's an awesome guy yeah. Yeah. But, but he was over there right and I'm like wait a minute motherfucker well uh, I guess he's got privilege well yes he does right. judicial privilege I guess he's an adult I'm just drinking um, something drinking in a very small glass on his lunch break. And he likes Fuck very it. small beverages. Yeah. Fuck it. Little was, tiny yeah. beverages. Yeah, it was seven up with two, with two rocks. At Barrister's, oh, on my standing order, my, at Barrister's, my standing order on my lunch break was a tall glass of Coke with two shots of, of Captain Morgan's in it with a regular straw so it looks like I'm just drinking a Coke. Yeah. And I would walk in there. And I would go there, and I would feel great the rest of the afternoon. Sure. <laughs> two shots of Captain Morgan, which yeah. poured there are probably more like four shots of Captain Morgan. It's like, it's like taking a Xanax. And an yeah. <laughs> open-faced meatloaf sandwich with gravy on the fries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, That'll be too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Damn it. So Longer Thursday, now. Friday, <laughs> dealers, only at, uh, dealers only at the AIM show. The AIM show itself, I believe, if you uh, if you have the ability to type and you have a googling type device, you can look it up on the the Googler. And if you go, if you've got, if you tell me that you couldn't get a ticket to get into the AIM show for free, you're fucking lazy, man. I'm gonna fact because check the whole out. thing. Is, <laughs> yeah, you can. You can invent the name of a motorcycle shop and tell them you work there, and you can get like eight passes for free. Because that's what it is. It's about. It's driven by the people showing up there, and the concept of buying a ticket to go get sold shit is against my soul. So we've got. I think right now we're up to eight tickets. So eight of us can be present in that building at any one time over the course of those four days. So I don't know if we're ever going to pull that shit off, but we can do it if we have. This Cleveland Cycle Works qualify as a motorcycle manufacturer, though. I don't know. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'll bet you it'll get you in the fucking door. Whoever the girl you're yeah. talking to on the phone on the other end or whatever, the window or whatever, yeah. whoever, yeah, I'm sure it does. Qualifies as yeah. a repair <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a repair shop or whatever you want it to be. No, or we've got media, we have a media credential. So right now we've got... <laughs> we have yeah. four billion passes. No, we got eight passes alone on a media, media credential. We have a podcast with 54,000 listeners. What the fuck are you no, talking about? Right. We deserve some fucking there. street cred. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. God damn it. God, god damn, damn it. it. My fucking god. Right now we're promoting that. Rooney. <laughs> a, the, uh, but that, I mean, there's a lot of shit happening that weekend. So please uh, participate. And if you don't have a distinguished gentleman's ride near you, fucking create one. It's not too late. Go to gentlemansride.com and you can create your very own distinguished gentleman ride. So you 
and your other distinguished gentlemen can go out and ride together. It only takes you and one other distinguished gentleman. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. My biggest problem is I don't know whether to wear the Professor Elemental suit or my cool Evil Knievel costume I got. Because they're both distinguished. This is the time where you feel like you're going to go all out, and yeah. you're going to like, I'm going to go to the thrift store and mm-hmm. get some stuff and everything. And then time passes, and then all of a sudden, tomorrow's the day of the ride. I have a tie. And, and you're wearing going your suit. And I'm grabbing, <laughs> I'm grabbing my blazer out yep. of the freaking closet. Yeah. I've done that. I've That's done when that I dust off my tuxedo that I own. Right. Yeah, I've done the one year I just did, like, the doctor. Wedding thing, band. Right? Yeah. The 10th doctor. <laughs> doctor. I like your bungalow bill outfit. That was pretty good. Cool. What's that? The bungalow bill. Yeah, the bung- like, that was my uh, Alan Quartermain. Bungalow bill. My Alan Quartermain. <laughs> bungalow bill. Bungalow Phil. Bungalow Phil. That's what it is. Film the crevice. What was it? What was it? What was the the thing is? Anal uh, intruder. McCockiner. Barry McCockiner. Barry McCockiner. The Facebook thing. Yeah. What are your plans for my daughter? With my daughter. And the guy's name is Barry. McCockiner. <laughs> Fair game, son. Fair game. The, no, uh, but really, that's the plan. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I would like to do the. Uh, I'd like to do the British. Because the whole distinguished gentleman idea of it tends to swing towards the British. But I think I'd like to do the British with uh, the Buana look like the the true tweed. The the no the very like. Mass imperialism, you know. You need a couple bearers with you. We're here for your <laughs> yes, we're here for your Aboriginal people and and natural resources. It was started by an Jesus Australian guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I have this flag. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. We're gonna, send, we're gonna send our criminals over. Right. That's <laughs> lovely property you've got here. It's so great we were able to discover it. Oh, excuse me. Get out of the way. <laughs> Please. We're trying to take a picture. Get out of the way. These savages. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the ride. It's a lot of fun. I don't know what I'm riding yet. I have no fucking idea. Two weeks? Yeah, two, yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, Does anybody want to vote? Sunday. Let's yeah. vote on what Phil should ride. No. Man. I've already thought. I kind of want to ride the fucking uh, spade. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, man. Like How that is that thing? thing? I, I love thinking about it. It's so cool. You're going to ride it tomorrow, man. Seriously? Yeah. I have nothing to ride on the ride, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. I'm going to try to find something by then. Yeah. Dude, I've got yeah. a victory. I'm pretty sure we can hook up that. A V7. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. My goal is the GB500. I've always you liked could that. The GB500 is a solid one. But I, I can understand why you'd want to ride the space. No, I had more fun. I was thinking about doing the Evil Needle costume. You can take my Euro. Anytime, if you want to. And then putting the red, white, and blue stripes on the white spade. Fair enough. So you have the evil Knievel costume, you have the evil Knievel helmet, you put red, white, and blue stripes on the white spade, and I'm blocking all the traffic. Is that thing pretty awesome? It's pretty awesome. Remember the year we blocked traffic yeah. on the minibikes? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, fat guys in suits on CT-70s blocking traffic. <laughs> so I don't really know a lot about the spade. What yeah. type, what's the motor configuration? It's a traditional style Honda, overhead valve, single, single cylinder. Single cylinder. Fuel injected. Overhead valve. Yeah. Two Ver- valves. Vertical Honda. Vertical. Yeah, vertical Honda. Yeah. Two valves. Looks like, it looks like from a... Early dream, though. Is it a two-valve or a four-valve? I think it's a two-valve. I think it's two-valve. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's two-valve. injected? Single yeah. overhead cam like or push rod? Yeah. Um, 73 miles an hour. Really? With my dumb ass on it. It's a little smoke of grom, which it is all we really want to do. Good. It's all we really need to do. 2999. So that's a single overhead cam motor? It appears, yeah, it's a single overhead cam motor. 
So and that's doing pretty good, though, when you yeah. think of like a CBR. The shift point is 9,200 RPM. Oh, fantastic. Where does it make its power? I mean, where, where everywhere. Is it RPM? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked. I had a feeling that was the answer. 9,200 RPM. You want to know what gear? You want to know where it makes its torque? 9,200 RPM. Five speed? Five speed. Wow. That's yeah. cool. They did that right. There. Yeah, they did it right. It'll, it'll lift the front wheel up pretty easy. 72 mile an hour. 73 miles an hour on a, on a slight down on the freeway. 13 inch okay. wheel? 12. 12, 12. Yeah, 130 by 70 by 12 on the front and a 180 by 70 or 140 by 70 by 12 on the back it's or way something. Way too big. I like it. Yeah, because you like climbing out of holes, yeah. potholes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That looks mm-hmm. more like a midget than a dwarf, though. Yes, it is. It is more like a little person. Yeah, it is not truly. It is not truly. <laughs> or maybe more like a dwarf than a midget. It's a full size tank. It's a dwarf. But I would say, <laughs> I think a dwarf's bigger than a midget. But if oh, you no, know, it's, it's, it's about proportionality. Yeah. It's a full size tank. But if you compare that by. To like that's a CBR, I believe. Yeah. 250, yeah. that right. tops out at 80, maybe. It's shit out of me. It's not wow. doing too shabby. No, it's doing really oh, well I'm, as this bike is breaking in. I'm they still breaking in. Remember. Yeah. Have you discussed this on on previous podcasts? Only bike? lately. Okay. Yeah, only lately. Like we went through it in the last podcast. But it's a. It, not I wasn't just, at the last right. podcast. Not, not for even my kidding. Benefit. It's performance is. It's it's enough that it really did get our attention. Like okay. we we knew that we were going to have to have them because we're a Kimco dealer. Sure. And we knew that there weren't going to be people beating a fucking trail to our door because the K pipe went over like a fart in church. And face it, these days if it's not a if it's not a Grom or a Z125, nobody fucking cares. But this thing would beat the shit out of a Grom. I think it might. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think what's more important after reading a little bit because there's about no it, replacement mm, for displacement is is. The ability, because what does everybody I know, and I ride with minis. I mean, you know, that's like the my Grom thing. is just an accessory. The cabin. first thing they do it's is modify cabin. it, right. and still to this date, the, the Z125 and the Grom are not that heavily supported. I mean, no. it, it's getting better for the Grom, right. but as far as big bore kits right. and all stuff. When you look at that thing, it's like, dude, you can accessorize that right out of the yeah. gate. They really came out swinging with like making it your own, and that's bike, a huge thing. You the K pipe. One of the things that's cool about it is you don't need a lot of custom, custom, custom shit. All the stuff for motorcycles that have been built for the past forty years fits on the K pipe. So it's sort of you a, don't need a homogen- to buy a homogenized platform K-pipe. or something like I'm, that. I'm going to say it again. The Spade is a small motorcycle, like like smaller than a. TU250, smaller than a CB125S, but not so small that a guy your size or my size can't ride. Right. We can still ride it, and actually it's totally fucking comfortable compared to a Grom, which didn't feel so comfortable. Now, when I say that everything fits it, grab the Parts Unlimited catalog. Right. Stop asking for, do you have a spade part? No. Mm. Fuck you, dude. Get the Parts Unlimited catalog. They've been making bikes with 7 8 inch handlebars for 50 fucking years. Right. They've been making bikes with inch and a half exhaust pipes for fifty fucking yeah, years. Right. Can I get a rear luggage rack? What'll fit on it? I, who knows, dude? It might even be the same rear luggage rack right. off of a CB three hundred and fifty or something like that. Right. My point that is might that bolt right the on. whole. If you go look <clears throat> at the bike, all the geometry, the whole bike is super, super dumbed down. It is every CB three hundred and fifty. It's every CB one hundred and twenty-five. It's just a seventy percent scale of it or sixty percent scale of it, and that's kind of what makes it fun. I love the way that they went away from the Street Fighter look that yeah. the Grom and right. Z125 really like. That's kind of dated. That's killer. Right. That they and went the, they just went, we were joking. The Grom is a baby CBR. Yeah. And the Spade is a baby Bonneville. 
Yeah, you know, it's and, cool. I so mean, I mean, okay, so James and Luke were on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's three hundred and some pounds, four hundred pounds, yeah. and it did good. Like they were running forty-five miles an hour. I've had it up to fifty. I'm three. Well, at the time I was three eighty-ish. Sure. So I mean, the bike has got serious power hiding in that little tiny. I'm super motor. excited to try it out. I mean, it's, it's fun. really cool. I'm doing my very best to liberate. Um, the newness from the white one. So yeah. I'm trying to ride it every chance I get. <laughs> Liberate the newness. That's why I want you to ride it tomorrow. Yeah. I want you to check it out. Uh, it's really fun. But once it gets broken in, I definitely want to do a shootout between the Grom, the Z125, uh, and, and all of them. I want to have it all. I, I want it to be the $3,000 mini bike shootout. I think the spade will stomp the shit out of it. Yeah, them. but I'm going to throw two ringers in there. The two ringers are when I have a Buddy 125. Twenty six ninety nine. Mm. Nice. Twenty six ninety nine, and we're gonna have a, a Piaggio Liberty twenty eight ninety nine. Okay. Liberty is fuel injected, and it has ABS brakes. Yeah. At for twenty eight ninety nine at that price point, and big wheels. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it's also a very quick bike. I've been riding around a lot, and they're they're surprising how fast they are. And that's where I think. If the idea is twenty nine ninety nine, what will your money buy you? Because it won't buy you a Grom. There will be a Grom in the shootout if we it can won't find buy a Kawasaki Ninja. <clears throat> a beat to death, you know. Yeah, we know a twenty nine ninety nine will get you a Grom. Some yeah. guy that spent three grand trying to like make yep. it his own, and then it's what I'm I trying love, to find for the shootout I, is I'm trying to find. I love Hondas. Grom. I love Hondas. Great. Impossible. I love Hondas. Yeah. I don't love the Grom. It really mm-hmm. let me down. It deviated from course, and for me, riding <laughs> it in a stock. Form. It didn't do the one thing that yeah. that little bike should do which all the is time. Wheelie on command. It should wheelie like yeah. <laughs> it should wheelie Fruit wheelies all you, the time. All the guys in, in our yeah. my former mini bike club that we had, yeah. Cleveland Mini Riders, we you know we had a lot of Grom guys. Oh yeah. And and uh, I'd ridden a lot of them with power programmers and pikes and yeah. this and that. And my 1978 CT70 with a Piranha 160 yep. motor on it. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. I mean, it's like wheelie on command right. at any speed in any gear. Well, the Grom has been a amus- I mean, the Grom has been a perfect thing to be what it is, and that is, it's a curio cabinet you can throw money into. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a transportation system for three thousand dollars worth of accessories. Yeah. Now, do they work? How well do they work? By the time you're done and you have sixty six hundred dollars invested. We all know, sitting around this table, that $6,600 buys you six other faster motorcycles. Yes. Right. And, and they don't all have to be banned at 1200s, but they could be. <laughs> at least three of them could be. Well, there might be a lot of logic behind that because it's Harley Davidson's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. So you a twenty thousand dollars piece of shit that catches forty thousand dollars worth of accessories. Is the Ruckus a motorcycle? Is that a whole other topic? No, That's a battle yeah, it's, it's a battle screen. I'd argue it's a motorcycle because it has two wheels and a motor. Yeah. Two wheels and a motor. Okay. Right. It shifts. It's got a clutch. It's got no all the bells and whistles. Well, the, the Ruckus. No, it's just oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I thought we were talking about yeah. rewind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ruckus, to me, is in the same family as the Metropolitan. You can ride them as long as you're wearing flip-flops and have a cocktail in your left hand. Then yes. I have no problem with you operating either one of those vehicles. But I better see the flip-flops and you I went better to see the cocktail in your left hand. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some confusion. Yeah, the Metropolitan and the Ruckus, to me, are both cocktail buds. Fuckus. Yeah. Never say Ruckus. The Fuckus is cool because you can put all the ice and beer in the world on it. My ruckus was perfect at uh, Mid Ohio. Mid Ohio. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Tommy's on Kelly's. Oh my God. Yeah. Good bike up there. <laughs> yeah. That uh, at Mid Ohio, the ruckus was good, except for the fact that those tires 
were too balloonish and oh, not yeah. violent enough. Exactly. And they needed to be way more no violent. Edge. They yeah. had no edge. Yeah. To them. The, the real scary, edgy, nasty tires were really good in that stupid. Mode. You know the old school tractors where they just had yeah. metal wheels with yep. spikes in them. Oh, That's yeah. what you need at Metal That's Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Because that will go snowmobile. It's sweet to make like a, a scrambler yeah. spade with big yes. knobby tires <laughs> and like a big high pipe and like just a badass like that's if I end up with a spade, it's that's going pretty much where out. it should go. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know that because that tire put size, the shovel in spades, oh, yeah. So, yeah. raise the fender up yeah. off the front like ten inches. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I already checked. They make white walls for it. They make knobbies for it. They oh, make every man. goddamn tire you want for a twelve-inch wheel, and it's that's cool. It is a fun bike to ride. I've, I've enjoyed riding it a lot back and forth to work commuting. I do all my runs like to the title bureau on it because uh, from here to North Olmstead, just getting the drop on the lights and timing them perfectly and then kind of going along with your head being at the same level at the car windows. So if you do have to kind of like see a cop, you can somewhat disappear pretty easily. You're just, you know, you're kind of behind a car. Real, you know, there ain't a lot of you poking up and getting attention. Oh, yeah. So well, you're always really good at try, trying out your merchandise. I mean, if you're going to sell the oh, stuff, yeah. you've always been good at test riding the shit out of stuff. And I think you'll you'll learn that we didn't test ride the shit out of the spa, out of the, uh, the K-pipe. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I tried it a few times, and I never it never grew on me. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't grow on you, yeah, it, it's not going to grow on It ain't going to grow on everybody else, right? And so the K-pipe never had my soul behind it. That's why we only sold a couple of them. But the spade, man, from the day we cracked that bitch out for the podcast, we were rocking the spade around while we were talking about it, you know. Mm-hmm. We came in here, hung the battery in it and everything else for the radio, and, and it was fun. <laughs> we, we, we all came back on. <laughs> we, just, we just hit two hours. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So that's our podcast. Uh, thank you half, for enjoying. Half boatcast. It was a boatcast. Yeah. Well, you know what, what's cool about it's it is. Cool. Um, I do want this one to drop quickly because there are still a lot of people that are in a very rough spot. And hopefully, if they're listening to this on their on that 26-hour drive, uh, maybe this will help them. You know, you know. Thanks for giving me this. I mean, it, I really feel like this is therapeutic. Well, great, you know, talking about it and it's therapeutic to you, but it helps us be a little bit compassionate your, your podcast, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps our listeners too. Hopefully, they can be a little compassionate about it, thinking about what how they would feel if their if their operation was on the line. I got an RV sitting over in the uh, storage facility. Anybody's welcome to live in it if you want. <laughs> Any of you fucking temporarily displaced refugees, DPs. You know what? I mean, you think about Cleveland. There are fucking outdoor storage places every goddamn where. Yeah. 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 Just open them up. <laughs> Move in, man. Move in. <laughs> Most people wouldn't even know. I, all the shit that's over at mine. Yeah. You talk about twin twin V8s and everything. Yeah. There's a boat that fell off its perch that's been sitting there that the guy would literally give you. <laughs> you said you could take it out of there. Oh, it's got, over on 140th there by the car wash? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that boat for years yeah. sitting off its perch. It's been off its perch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are Mercury's or 350s in it because I might take yeah. a spare. With you should. Sure. <laughs> my boat survived. Go talk. I got his number. You can talk with Brian. <laughs> yeah. And he would be like, really? You just got to get, get a dumpster, come in there. Fucking some crackheads from downtown. Oh, I'm getting a chainsaw, Saws- cutting the engine, Saws- the Saws- hall, throw yes, it right, right. Load it all in the dump. Take those three fifties. They're yours, man. Yeah. Get it out of there, and I bet they're yours. Four twenty seven side oil. Ooh, under oh 20 my god. Yeah. Hey, you know, what, you know what I do know about whatever they are? Whatever they are, they're dry and they're not full of salt. That's right. <laughs> well, steel trawlers had. And uh, 426s in them. They're dry and they're not full of salt. That's, that's that pretty much what it. I can guarantee you. That's a pair of motors you could have pretty easily just for a lot of work and no. Well, money. and he has the keys to get into the storage area. Uh. Right? So, like you said, yeah. 
There'd be, there would be no investigation if that book went away tomorrow. Right. It's been sitting against that fence for years. Yeah. I've looked at that thing. Yeah. I've washed my car there. American Pride. Going, oh, yeah. that thing. oh, it fell over. I remember the year it fell over. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. He thinks that. I don't think there's even anything up through the hall. I, I think the perch fell off and everything. Yeah. But even so, there's just going to have to be a patch. I mean, that. But I think that thing's shot. I mean, it's been sitting there for too long. There was water. It's just stuff. a motor. Or yep. two motors. Or whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's it. What do you say? You're, you're, Chris, you're holding this piece of paper in there? I got a joke. You got a joke? Oh, right, boy. Christmas yeah. joke of the week. I like right. it. I All like right. the Christmas joke of the week. Yeah. All right. The title of this joke is Beware of Older Men. A woman decides to have a facelift for her 50th birthday. She spends $15,000 and feels pretty good about the results. On her way home, she stops at a newsstand to buy a newspaper. Before leaving, she says to the clerk, I hope you don't mind my asking, but how old do you think I am? About 32 is the reply. Nope, I'm exactly 50, the woman says happily. A little while later, she goes into a McDonald's, asks the counter girl the very same question. The girl replies, I guess about 29. <clears throat> the woman smiles and replies, nope, I'm 50. <clears throat> now she's feeling really good about herself, stops at a drugstore on the way down the street, and she goes to the counter to get some mints, asks the clerk this burning question. The clerk res- responds, oh, I'd say about 30. Again, she responds proudly, I'm 50, but thank you. While waiting for the bus to go home, she asks the old man sitting next to her the same question. He replies, lady, I'm 78, my eyesight is going. Although when I was young, there was a surefire way to tell how old a woman was. Sounds very forward, but it requires you to let me put my hands under your bra. Only then can I tell you exactly how old you are. They wait in silence on the empty street until her curiosity gets the best of her. She finally blurts out, what the hell, go ahead. He slips both hands under her blouse, begins to feel around very slowly and carefully. He bounces and weighs each breast and gently pinches each nipple. He pushes her breasts together and rubs them against each other. After a couple minutes of this, she says, okay, okay, how old am I? Wait, is this a penthouse forum? He completes one last squeeze of her breast, moves his hand, and says, Madam, you are 50. Stunned and amazed, the woman says, That's incredible. How could you tell? The old man says, You promise you won't get mad? He says, I I won't get mad, she says. I was behind you at the McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) You got to learn shorter jokes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of work here to get there. It It was good. You got to laugh at the end. That's all that matters. Fifty percent of it was sympathy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So remember, please. Drive fast and take chances. Yeah. <laughs>